and five, four, three, two. I know you see. We're lame. <laughs> We're lame as hell. Lame as foot. Sup, you two, what's going on with Please, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's going to call you and be like, hey, bro, stop stealing my intro. Until you tell me how he's going to get my number. Ah, uh, he's going to find it. Where? I don't know. I'm not on the web like that. You won't be when he find out you stealing his intro. As soon as I know that he got it, I'm going to go off the grid. You know them Corey fans going to come find you. And I'm going to be off the grid. They going to find you. I'm going to be hiding out where Osama was. Well, they found him, so. (laughs) 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 Bye. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Keep It 3000 podcast. Uh, a couple of things I want to say. Well, first of all, I'm Drew, and I'm here with... Nessa. And uh, one thing I do want to say, apologies for that last episode. We got high beforehand. It, I feel like you you really blaming it on the weed, and I really feel like it's just because, first of all, it was our first podcast. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing when we actually like had a list and everything. It was improv, so... It, it was like we were trying to talk for the first time and, you know, there was just a lot of factors in it, not just the weed. I've had PowerPoint presentations where I didn't talk as slowly as I talked. Because you prepare for the PowerPoints. We didn't prepare for this. Again, this is impromptu. But we've had a couple of sessions prior. Yeah, but those were literally just like, okay, when we talked about Eternals, we were talking for three hours. Yes. And we t- rambled for most of that shit. As we do. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, it'll get better over time. I believe you. Okay. But I want to attribute it to the weed. No. So let me attribute no. it to oh. the weed. Well, I'm going to still smoke, so you, you don't have to. <laughs> I might. I might dabble. <laughs> Whatever. I might dabble in a dab of it. Dab a wrench? <laughs> I want a dab a wrench. Dab. <laughs> nah, man. Um... But yeah, I feel like that first episode was still pretty lit, even though we had a lot of things, you know, going on. Uh, One thing I also want to say before we get started is that it is the 4th of July where we are. We do live in an apartment and these walls are not very thick. So you guys are definitely going to hear the music blasting from our neighbors. It's not their fault. And the fireworks. And the fireworks. Oh, my God. It's been fireworks literally all weekend. Like, the entire weekend. And they're still going to continue until the next week. Basically. They're going to light every it's last gonna be one. July 11th, and they still do my fireworks. <laughs> Bro, so, like, yeah, you guys are probably going to hear that in the background. Apologies for that. We don't really have a way to accommodate for that right now. So you're just going to have to, you know, it's a struggle you know we climbing so we gonna get there um last thing i want to say before we really get started so living in a country that feels like assault rifles are for some reason necessary we've had another mass shooting today uh it happened in a parade in illinois and I don't know a lot of the details, and quite frankly, I don't even really feel like getting into it. Right. You know, we've got a we've got a lot of fun things we want to talk about today, and we want to use this podcast as a time to kind of get away from some of the bullshit that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, and today, I just don't feel like talking about a mass shooting. Right. I just don't. So I'd rather just use this time, this short time, to say prayers. I usually hate giving my condolences because I feel like it doesn't fucking do anything, but... In this case, I just want to give my prayers and condolences to 
the victims that got shot and survived. I want to give my condolences and prayers to the families of those people that survived and to the families of those who sadly did not. Um, we don't know any details right now, and quite frankly, we don't feel like getting into it. Yeah, I so. second that. I mean, I want to give my condolences as well. Like you said, like I feel like you know when people say, "Oh, I give my condolences," it's like you know saying that to a victim is so <laughs> right. So like you know, I don't really feel like it's doing anything, but I still want to say something about it because it's fucked up. It is. The fact that they have to go through something like that just because they want to fight for something that they believe in. Exactly. But whatever. It's America. It's America. It's some bullshit. So, anyways, we got a whole lot to talk about. So, let's just jump right into it with our off the tops. What you got for me, Vanessa? You start first. I started last time. All right. I'm going to start. So basically, I was having a conversation with a buddy, and we started talking about. He's not really a buddy. I literally just met him a week ago, but we were <laughs> we were we were having a discussion about how a lot of people these days don't seem to have street smarts anymore. So basically, he was telling me a story about his friend. You know, it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. They were walking out of a restaurant, and they were in a not so great part of town. And a homeless dude pretty much walked up on him and was like, hey, man, like, what's up? What's going on with you? Like, you know, really just kind of not ultra friendly. And then his friend turns to him and he's like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And dude is basically just like, get your ass in the car right now. Like, you are going to get killed. just like we live in Jacksonville right so you the face you made is the face I made when he told me the story I was just like what it's not even just Jacksonville it's everywhere like, everywhere really not yeah even to like talk down on like homeless people because you know we don't know their situation we don't even yeah. know how they got there yeah but it's just like you don't just be going you ain't never heard of don't talk to strangers Bruh. like you over here being friendly with this motherfucker you don't even know if he got a knife on him no like he might be homeless but he will shank the fuck out of you street smarts is not like this super technical term that means something super deep or complex street smarts honestly is just situational awareness that's really all it is. Be aware of your fucking surroundings. Right. If you're in a bad neighborhood, hey, maybe don't talk to that dude over there. Talking <laughs> fucking, to himself. Talking to himself. <laughs> like, like, maybe you don't need to do that. If you need gas and it's 9 p.m. and all you see is this random ass BP gas station, they got one flickering light like you in a damn Slender Man game. The B ain't even lit up. <laughs> the P is flickering. It's got a group of fucking six niggas outside just kicking it. When the last time you saw niggas kick it outside a gas station? <laughs> Maybe you don't need to get gas from the BP. Like, it's just little shit like that. Like, be aware of where you are. Right. That's all street smarts really is. You know what I'm saying? But people seem to not have that these days. You know? Use your common sense. Use your common sense. (laughs) I think we owe it to ourselves and our friends to, like, educate each other and make sure that we are... To make sure that we are all being as safe as possible when we leave the house. Because it ain't ain't fun outside, bro. It's really not. It's crazy out there, bro. 
Some weirdos. It's some weird ass motherfuckers, man. Now, here's me, right? If I'm literally walking into a Target, it's the middle of the day, and there's a homeless dude and or a homeless chick, and they walk up to me and they're like, "Hey, like, I'm sorry to bother you, but could you spare like a couple dollars? I'm down on my luck, whatever." If I got a couple dollars, don't ever pull your fucking wallet out. Don't ever pull your wallet out. But if I got a loose couple of dollars in the back pocket or something, it's real quick. I can grab it, hand it to you. Hey, sorry to hear that. Take it easy. Bless you. That's cool. A month, nigga, if it's fucking nine o'clock, the sun's been down, you walking out of Walmart because you went there real quick, some homeless motherfucker fall out the damn bushes and shit. <laughs> hey, man, you got something for me, boy? What the hell? You better keep it moving, bruh. You better act like you ain't see him. Boy, you just ignore him. You better make it seem like he a ghost. <laughs> he talking to you, you keep going. Bro, like he talking to himself. <laughs> shit. That, I'm sure you do that all day anyway. Oh. So, it, shit. Just assume that that's what he doing right now. <laughs> Bro, like, no, no. You just got to be careful. Don't pull your wallet out around people you don't know. Maybe don't pull your phone out right now. Put your phone in your pocket when you're about to walk past, you know, somebody that looks a little sketchy. Just know where the fuck you at. Because that's where they get you. That's when they get you, bro. You Because here's the thing, right? You pull your wallet out trying to be a good Samaritan or whatever. That motherfucker snatch that shit, take off. You will never see him again. <laughs> your wallet is gone. Gone, bro. So... Anyways, that's what I wanted to talk about real quick. Just make sure y'all motherfuckers are out there being safe. You know, it's cool to be good. It's nice to be nice. But not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. So, what you got for me? Um, It kind of was going into what we were talking about, like, a couple days ago. About, like, you know, how college is a scam. Mm. And, like... You know, like, they basically prey on people that don't know what the fuck they want to do in life mm-hmm. and how they really don't have life figured out. So I just wanted to be like, because I was just thinking about it. It's like, I, okay, I love my mom. I really do. I love the opportunities that she's been able to give to me and, like, basically breaking her back to make sure I have a good education. Mm-hmm. But I just really, you know, feel... Like, at the point in my life, I just feel, like, stuck. Like, feels, like, stunted in my growth because I feel like I wasn't given enough, like, exposure, especially, like, like talking to people. You know how I am. I, I'm introverted. So it's, like, talking to new people is not my comfort zone. Mm. So I feel like I'm very, like, stunted when it comes to, like, being social and stuff like that because it's, like, I wasn't exposed to that enough. Mm. And I feel like... I don't know, going to the college that I went to, it especially didn't help because I went to a PWI and there's just a bunch of white motherfuckers that's walking around every day and I don't see a lot of my people. I, I'm, I'm taking a stab in the dark. Is PWI predominantly white institution? Yes. <laughs> well, how the fuck did I know what that I've was? I've told you that before. Okay. <laughs> um, I felt yes, like I was PWI really... PWI <laughs> means predominantly white institution. But anyways, okay. I went to a PWI, whatever, so all I seen was, you know, white people, which is fine because it's like... I, I don't hate white people. It's just like, I feel more comfortable talking to a black person, a person that looks like me, versus talking to someone who doesn't look like me, if that makes sense. Because, like, for example, 
like say I did something new with my hair and then this white girl came up and was just like oh my gosh like I love your hair it's like in the back of my mind like I have two different options of the way I can like take that I can take it as she really does like my hair and like how I did it or she's just being like you know white and it's just like she doesn't know she's never seen something like that and she's just like you know Mm. yeah or I could take it like you know she's probably just you know whatever whatever the case may be it's like it's different taking that kind of compliment from a white person than from a black person because if somebody who looks like me says they like my hair it's like okay they really like my hair like that was something that they thought of in their head and it's just like I don't see it as a problem coming from them versus someone who's white I think what you were trying to say is that like I know a lot of times in school it felt like when the white people would compliment us, it kind of felt like, "Ooh, look at the, look at the monkey." In the yeah, 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 yeah. Like it kind of, it kind of <laughs> can feel like that. Like, "Ooh, mommy, look, look at the animal." Right. And it's just kind of, "Oh, so cute." Right. Like it can feel like that, whether they intended or not. It just, it it's, just feels like that. Just, that's how it is. Yeah, I feel you. So, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 just generational trauma you know i i can't help the way i feel about white people because of what happened in the past mm-hmm. even though like we're in a different time this racism still isn't dead mm-hmm. shit is still happening around us so it's like i can't help but think like in the back of my mind did they really want to compliment me because they were actually being nice or did they just see me as like this zoo animal <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I feel you. I remember it's crazy. It's crazy how much shit happens in school and you don't realize it's fucked up until later. Right. Like, I remember I was in ninth grade and, um, fuck it, I'm gonna say their names. They're not listening to shit, anyways. Uh, um, what if they do? They're not listening to shit. You just say cold words. Well, and, well, if they are listening, they'll know that what the fuck they said was <laughs> fucked up. I had this group of quote unquote friends. Um, you know, it was these uh, Marissa, uh, fucking Henry, and all them. And Halloween was coming up, and like I'm one of the only, like me and my homie, we were the only black men in the class. And then like the rest of the class was, you know, like like twenty, thirty percent of them were black women, and then the rest of it was white. Like maybe the one Asian person, like maybe the two Asian people, but it's like. Halloween is coming up and this group of friends, quote unquote, suggests that we be the Scooby-Doo gang for Halloween. And guess who was tasked with being Mr. Ruby-Doo? <laughs> now, at the now, first of all, <laughs> I said no to that shit just because I was on some shit like, man, I want to be Fred. <laughs> but nowadays, <laughs> it it's took like- a minute. <laughs> It took a minute, <laughs> you know. I and it's crazy, right? Cause I, it was it wasn't until like twelfth grade when I actually sat and thought about, it and I was like, you. <laughs> not you in the middle of class, like, <laughs> thinking about some shit from ninth grade. Like, God damn, that bitch Marissa taught me as a Bruh, fucking dog. I'm sitting there like, oh, you cracker ass <laughs> bitches, trying to be slick. <laughs> Honestly, though, like... And I don't know if they meant any harm. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's really just like, you really don't even know. But it's just like, I think it's important to talk about, though, because, like, a lot of white people will just say some shit and not understand 
you know, of course we were in ninth grade. I'm not really applying this to them. Right, right. But it's like that's not something I would put beyond the realm of possibility for someone our age to say. Right. And not realize why it's fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, out of all the motherfuckers here, you chose the one nigga in the class to be the dog. Okay. Bro, it's like we all went to the zoo and then like all of a sudden they were just like, oh, I know what Drew wanted to see. You want to go see the monkeys, huh? It's just like, I don't think you understand how raggedy <laughs> what you just said was. I wouldn't be caught dead at the zoo anyway because I don't support the zoo. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't even want to be there. All right. I don't even want to be here, motherfucker. You just you just pretty much secured the fact that I'm calling my Uber. Like, I'm about to go home. But, yeah, no, nah, I definitely feel you, bro. Like, yeah. But basically, my the whole point of that story was just, you know, I just feel like being surrounded especially like in the black community like being surrounded by your people is a lot more like is important because you get to learn about your culture and it's like you know how we were talking about we don't really know much about like our culture Mm -hmm. like you know how other cultures like from india like asia they know shit about wherever they're from even though they've never been there they don't live there but they still know about it because you know they've been exposed to it we don't know shit about Africa because you know our parents they don't know anything either and they don't want to know right and it's not taught in school at all right they just skip over that part white people get a load of their culture (laughs) (laughs) we don't don't learn shit (laughs) they try to skip over the genocide but you know still (laughs) Man, so yeah, bro. Yeah, it's wild out here. Yeah. That's what you had? Yeah. I'm proud of you. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, team. Teamwork. Teamwork make the dream work. Yeah, nigga, Dreamville. Why you had to... (laughs) Way to ghetto-fy what I was trying to do. Where did that come from? Like you said dream and I thought of dream. Oh my I god. I don't know. Listen, my brain doesn't work. Goodbye. Alright, so that's our off the tops, y'all. We're gonna move into our what's poppin' segment where we pretty much talk about any current events going on. I only got a couple. So, we talked about the abortion laws last time, and I don't want to get deep into that right now, because we talked about it, and, you know, I'm sure we got some things wrong. I'm sure there's a lot that we need to learn. Again, guys, we're not politicians. We don't really pay that much attention to this kind of stuff. We probably should before we speak on it, but goddamn it, it's a learning process. We'll get there. But um, I didn't want to talk about it too deep. But um, I did want to mention, you know, I've heard about these protests going on about these abortion laws. I just want to urge anybody participating in these protests, please be careful. We were just talking about street smarts basically being situational awareness. Going to these protests, you are putting a target on your back. Whether it's for the greater good or not, whether I support it or not, that is what you're doing. So you are very much at risk of getting your ass whooped, getting your ass arrested, whether wrongfully or rightfully, getting your ass arrested and getting fucking killed. I mean, 
you know what? At a I'm fucking protest. So please, <laughs> please. I'm not, I'm not even going to open that can of worms. If it seems like you're in a group that's no, about to get a little too rowdy or get like out of hand, you might want to go ahead and call it the boy. Like, just explode in my face. Oh, don't worry. Some bullshit will probably happen later this year. and We'll have plenty of time to get into all of it. No, I'm just thinking about, you know, like how they were writing for the Black Lives Matter thing last, you know. Mm-hmm. And like how they were just like thieving and doing all that extra shit, and I was like, you know what, I, I don't really support what they're doing, but, hey, it, it got on the news, it got people talking, so I mean, I guess they're doing something. It, I, it gets to a point where, because you know, they love the people on the other side, quote unquote, love to say, well, why don't you guys just stay peaceful and just you know vote and things like that? It's like motherfucker, we've been doing that for decades. Right. We've been doing that. And nothing's happening. Nothing changes. So, so apparently burning shit down and stealing is the only shit that gets y'all attention. Right. I'm not saying we should do it. Right. But goddamn, it gets to a point, you know? Yeah. I also wanted to touch on real quick. Um, okay, let me preface this. I do not like Hillary Clinton. I don't think you do either, but I'm not going to speak for you. Yeah. I don't fuck with that bitch. <laughs> okay. So the consensus is fuck Hillary. However, they put Hillary and Donald in front of us. Uh, oh, I'm picking Hillary, bro. Like <sighs> the lesser two evils, I guess, but I guess which is shit. bullshit, <laughs> right. but it's like I mean, what you want us to do? However, there are things that like anybody, because even I even as much as I hate Donald, there are things Donald says where I'm like, I don't disagree with that. Mm. I just feel like he'll take it way too far. And then I'll right. just be like, okay, well, you lost me now. Right. <laughs> Whereas, you know, as like Hillary, like with anybody, there are things that she says that I agree with. And she tweeted on June 27th, it shouldn't be harder to obtain an abortion than an AR-15. Period. Period. And she received all kind of backlash and people calling her idiot and stupid and dumb. And I was just sitting here like, I just don't see what what was incorrect about what she said. Nothing. It's just because she's a woman. It should not be harder to get an abortion than it is to get a weapon for murder. For mass destruction. Like that's that's what it is. Like you can play the game of oh no, it's for it's a tool, it's for a hunt. It is made for killing. That what that is what it is. It is made for killing. Now I don't want anybody to think that we want to take anybody's guns away. No. I'm actually currently in the process of obtaining a firearm myself. So, no, I do not want to take anybody's right to weapons away. I just want to say, why the fuck do we need AR-15s? <laughs> and simultaneously, why the fuck do we need women to not be able to do what the fuck they want to do with their bodies? That point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. But, anyways, that's all I had. That's all I have. I don't want to stay on this too long because I'm getting exhausted. When you argue with idiots all day, it tends to take your energy. So, last words, Vanessa? I mean, 
like I said, I feel like if anybody else said it of the male gender, they would have been praised for it and they would have, you know, been, you know, applauded for it basically. But it's just because nobody really likes Hillary and she's a woman. And she said that and now people are calling her dumb and stupid. Like, okay, what what's so dumb and stupid about what she said? Like, bring the facts in right. if you want to. Right. If if you can't, then you can't call somebody stupid. Because whether you're whether you're in this fight for oh I'm gonna keep my AR-15, okay fine, keep your AR-15. Because I think what she said doesn't even advocate for you not to have it. Right. I just think she's just making the point. This shouldn't be harder than this. Right. Why disagree? Where's Where's your argument? So. I'm confused, but I'm always confused. (laughs) All right, y'all. We're going to get off that. We're going to get off the depressing shit. I promise. We're going to move into something I find hilarious. (laughs) Robert Kelly. Oh, Oh my. Y'all killing me with this shit. Gosh. I gave y'all 30 years of my fucking life. Oh, with a hog tie. Hey, you gave us 30 years. You can have them back, my nigga. <laughs> man, you, you got 30 years in prison, bye. Hey. And hey. Listen. You don't know how to hog tie people. No. Please. Please. <laughs> Use your common sense. Use your common sense. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was some funny shit, man. Oh, man. Holy shit. Oh, man. I got girls tied up and and, and locked up in a basement. And they can't leave unless to get some shoes down the street from their uncle. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about, Robert? (laughs) Robert. She is so dumb, yo. <laughs> What's her name? I don't know. Ah, oh, shit. The name of the lady that was interviewing Robert Kelly. What is her What is her name? Ah, oh, shit. I'm gonna look that up. You talk about Mr. Robert. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look Man, it up. Man, I feel like this. I feel like Gail King. <laughs> <laughs> she was so chill, Robert. Robert. Y'all kill me with this shit, Robert. She's just so calm about it. She's just like he throwing chairs and tables and yelling and screaming at her, and she's just like, Robert, calm down, please. No, I'm gonna tell you what really sent me when she was like, "Can we get Robert a tissue?" I don't need no tissue. <laughs> Bro, it's too... Because you know that's just him. There are two things I believe from that interview. I, I believe that he don't need no tissue. And I believe he don't know how to hard tie people. <laughs> they said, uh, my wife, uh, they said I hog tied her. I don't know how to hog tie people. <laughs> Why would I hog tie <laughs> Oh, Bro, shit. this shouldn't be funny, but it is. This is hilarious. It shouldn't be. 
You should not be at all. He better believe he gonna fly out that motherfucking oh. cell. You better step in the name of love out no, that goddamn stop. out that courthouse. <laughs> Is he trapped in the closet? <laughs> Is he under the mattress? The motherfucker is under the mattress. <laughs> he gonna be in my mattress in that jail cell. <laughs> Did they put him in handcuffs? <laughs> is he is he gonna have a cellmate? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you have your passport? (laughs) 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 Bro, this shit is comedy to me, bro. I don't give a fuck. And and trust and believe, we are not laughing at the situation. Like, we really not. We really laughing at R. Kelly. Like R. Kelly <laughs> is just a funny ass nigga. Like <laughs> Oh no. Do you have your pep on? Why is he recruiting girls? Coming across the country. Only if you're 16 or younger. Uh, What? What you look like. Girl, you 20. (laughs) You can't go with me. Gotta stay here. You look younger. 17, that's what I like to hear. Oh, no. Do you have your passport? My, please stop. Please. That's so tragic. <laughs> that is so tragic. Like, this man is really recruiting girls and grooming them to his liking. And hog tying them in basement. No, he ain't hog tying them. Listen, he recruiting them. They in his basement. He grooming them, yes. He ain't hard tired them. <laughs> you don't know how to hard tie people. Why would he hard tie? I'm officially done. I'm done. Holy shit. I have tears in my eyes. I knew this was going to be comedy before we even, before I even wrote it down in the notes. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, we going to have a goddamn riot with this <laughs> shit, boy. This shit is funny as hell. Ooh. Listen, I want to send my prayers to every one of R. Kelly's victims. This is about the only moment of this topic that's going to be serious, so y'all better enjoy it if you, if you ain't here for the jokes. Listen, prayers to the victims. Prayers to any victim out there that's getting groomed by some nasty ass old nigga. Ezra Miller. And bro, don't even. We we ain't even. That's next. That's next episode. Because uh, you know episode. he gonna do some shit. You next week. know he about to do some shit. Oh, I'm sorry, they. They. I'm sorry. Sorry. They are gonna be doing some shit. Prayers to the families of these girls that are being recruited by this nasty nigga. And, bruh, when I've heard some of the shit that's gone down, allegedly, it's some nasty shit. R. Kelly, a nasty-ass motherfucker. But, man, so... I saw that Boondocks episode. Hey, prayers out to him. With all that said, hey, 
Do you have your passport? Please. <laughs> Let's move on. Please. I I'm can't. not ready yet. No, we can't. We gonna spend an hour on this segment. We can't do it. We can't do it. Are you attracted to teenage girls? When we say teenage, how how, oh. how old are we talking? What? <laughs> That was the wrong button. I guess he means because 19 is technically teen still. So he's like. (laughs) 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 He's like 19 is grown. Oh my God. 19 is grown. I'm weak. Use your common sense. I am seven days. Oh shit, man. That was funny. Bye-bye, R. Kelly. Bye-bye. You supposed to been gone. <sighs> bye-bye. Hey, but I hey, I love you on that Osmosis Jones soundtrack, though. <laughs> I love you on that shit. New by my side, I believe. Hey, I believe you got 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bye, Robert. Please. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Kells. We ain't got our passports. No hold time. Hey. <laughs> oh, no hold time. Hot for you. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> Or you can have them back. <laughs> Audio. Please. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> please, please, please. I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to cut it out. Whew. I'm going to cut it out. No, you're not. I'm not. I'm going to keep going. All right, dog. We're going to move on to the drop the needle segment. We're going to move into some more foolishness. Oh. Cardi B. Hmm. Cardi B, earlier this week, or earlier last week, rather, she, you know, announced that she had a song coming with Kanye and Lil Durk. And when I saw that, I was like, you know what? That could be a banger. You know, Cardi, Yay, Dirk. That's an odd, you know, triplet. But I was like, you know what? That shit could be hard. And when I turned the song on, it actually was pretty hard for Cardi's verse. You know, she had a good flow. She had, you know... Excuse me. Cardi is just really good at getting... While it might be a little generic, she's really good at getting on like a really hard, bass-heavy trap beat and just developing, like, not developing, but performing very well over it. You know, like, yeah, does the beat just sound like up? (laughs) A little bit. Does it just sound like, you know, WAP without the sample? A little bit. But... It's pretty hard, right? Lil Dirk verse was Lil Dirk's verse. Mm. Um, he turned off the auto tune. I thought that was interesting. And his flow was not great. <laughs> and, I, guess, I mean, you know, he kind of sounded like Polo G to me, but mm-hmm. it was still hard. It was it was hard enough. Now the song didn't really turn into hot ass until Kanye came on. Which is surprising. Which is so shocking. Because you know I love Kanye West. He ruined the song, bro. (laughs) He dead ass ruined the song. I will never add that song to the playlist because I don't ever want to hear that verse again. (laughs) 
That shit was so bad. Like he's he's off beat. He ain't talking about nothing. He trying to hit that little. Mm, mm. He, <laughs> he trying to hit that little um uh, um uh, shit he like, did on Donda, bro. That shit need to stay on Donda, bro. You can't bring that shit next door, bro. That shit gotta stay over there at your house, bro. Nah, bro. So the song is not good, but Cardi's part was good. So for that alone, I'm still pretty excited for a Cardi B album, but it's been so fucking long, bro. Like Invasion of Privacy was 2018, bro. Listen, we're not finna get into it because we already know once they have kids, they ain't worrying about nothing. I know, but God damn, come on! Like she been talking about this sophomore album for two years. Where is that though? Hey, ask Rihanna where her album at. I'm not. At- <laughs> Ask Susan where her album at. I'm not. <laughs> Ask Janae where her album at. Hey, don't do that. She dropped in 2020. Man. Chilombo was 2020. Man, it's 2022. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that long. And she preggo. She preggo. So she about to do yep. until 2028. <laughs> No, her and Big Sean finna come back with uh, what's what's the uh, 20, twenty? Oh shit, 2088. twenty eighty eight, <laughs> twenty eighty eight two, twenty eighty nine. No, shut <laughs> up, please. <laughs> hey, that shit might be lit though. It might be. That first one was kind of ass. No, <laughs> I like on the way. I don't. Where you at? On the way. That baby on the way. (laughs) And they ain't finna be on the way for a minute. Oh, no. Nah, I'm interested in the Cardi album. I Okay. Should Invasion of Privacy have won the Grammy? I don't think so, but it did. So why bitch about it? Mm. You know? Fuck award shows. Fuck Grammys. They rigged anyway. They rigged anyway. They're fucking, like, it's a popularity contest, except when it comes down to their darlings and the ones they want to give the awards to. Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Who cares? Invasion of Privacy was hard. I personally have liked her singles for the past few years. You know, I like Money. I like Press. I like Up. I like WAP. You know what I'm saying? So she been, she been hitting for me. So... <laughs> I'm still ready for a Cardi B album. I just don't know how well it's going to do since it's been so long. I mean, but you know, she's still social media famous. Oh, yeah. She be on Twitter like every day. Mm-hmm. And she got a couple million likes on her Instagram posts like routinely. So she not going nowhere. She not going nowhere. So I'm interested. Hopefully it comes sooner than later because goddamn, a nigga tired of waiting. <laughs> Oh, Lord. You want to talk about this BET award bullshit? I mean, I think we kind of have to. Do we? I, I mean, if you don't... I don't watch... We don't even have cable. So, it's like, we don't even watch the BET awards. We just kind of get the highlights and whoever won. Well, don't make us sound poor. No, I mean... <laughs> when I say we don't have cable, we choose not to have cable. Yeah, we don't... Yeah. We have no reason to have cable. Alrighty, let's let's move over. I got the BET Award nominees and awards uh, set up right here, the, or rather the nominees and the winners. We're gonna quickly run through these because again, who gives a dick about award shows, right? But we're gonna quickly run through these. Best female R&B and pop artists. 
nominees were Ari Lennox. Because why did they put R&B and pop together? I don't know. Why didn't they just have them as a separate category? And it's so weird, right? Because we can't be over here getting mad at Apple for putting R&B and hip-hop together. But then over here on our own award shows, we're putting R&B and pop together. Right. Like, <laughs> they're not the same. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. We got Ari Lennox, Chloe, Doja Cat, her, Mary J. Blige, and Summer Walker. The winner was Jasmine Sullivan. I'm because not... the only motherfuckers on that list that kind of do pop is kind of Doja Cat, I guess. I guess. And, and maybe Chloe, Chloe, maybe? Maybe, but not really. Like Not really. Yeah, she's kind of like Beyonce influence, but I feel like she do more like... R&B... Hip hop, very very hip hop poppy, but R and B. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I really don't get it. Um, I'm not mad at Jasmine winning. I wouldn't have given it to anybody else, but I have a problem with Doja Cat being here. She's a rapper. She's not an R and B artist, and she's not a pop artist. I know a lot of rap heads may want her to be in that category, but she's not. She raps on every single song. She is a rapper. I don't know why she's here, but Jasmine Sullivan winning. I'm not mad at it. Hotels was fire, so I'm not mad at that one. Yeah. This oh, this one is confusing. Best male R and B and pop artists. So, we got nominees Blast, Chris Brown, Giveon, Lucky Day, WizKid, and Blue. We got the winner being The Weeknd. Again, I don't know why R&B and Pop are together, but I guess. I guess. I guess. I'm not mad at Weekend winning. I'm a big stan. I'm a big Weekend stan. But I'm going to get into my issues with BET Awards later in the category. So, let's keep going. Best group nominations: Chloe and Halle, City Girls, Lil Baby and Dirk, Migos, Young Dolph and Key Glock. I don't know if you can count Baby and Dirk as a group. Yeah, they did one album. Right. So if you do an album together, you're a group. Uh, apparently. Okay. And Young Dolph and Key Glock. I didn't even listen to that. I don't listen to them. <laughs> R.I.P. to Young Dolph though. Um, winners were Silk Sonic. I guess. I mean, this one looks like they just mashed all the genres together. I guess when I'm looking at it, I wouldn't pick anybody else. I'm sure a lot of the female audience would rather have had it go to Chloe and Halle. Or even Migos. Well, a lot of people are cold on the Migos these days. We were like the only people that liked Culture 3. Oh. So, yeah, Culture 3 didn't actually do a lot last year. I'm not, I'm not hating on Silk Sonic winning. Best collaboration, we got, uh, whoa, these are a lot of nominees. We got Every Chance I Get with Khaled, Baby, and Dirk. We got Family Ties with Keem and Kendrick. We got Kiss Me More with Doja and SZA. Way Too Sexy with Drake, Future, and Thug. We got Whole Lot of Money remix with Bia and Nicki. And the winner was Essence with WizKid, Justin, and Timbs. I got a question. Why is a white person getting nominated for anything at a BET award? At a BET award. At a BET award. Black Entertainment Television. Black entertainment television why is a white person receiving an award for anything and you can make all the shit you want oh it's just a feature I don't give a fuck (laughs) I don't 
And you'll see why I don't give a fuck later in the uh, categories. But anyway, I don't like this song like that, but it was a big song. I wouldn't have gave it to Every Chance I Get. I wouldn't have gave it to Way Too Sexy. I wouldn't have gave it to Whole Lot of Money. I would have rather given it to Family Ties. Or Kiss Me More. Definitely Kiss Me More. That song was huge. I'm confused. But no, give it to the woman. Just the black folks don't know what we're talking about. I guess we don't know what we're talking about. And I love Justin Bieber. Like, don't get it twisted. And I really send my prayers to him for that condition that he has that paralyzed half his face. I feel for the dude. I love Justin Bieber. I have one of his records on vinyl. Why is he receiving a, an, a nomination or an award for anything on the BET Awards? I'm confused. But... <laughs> I have no idea. Best female hip hop artist nominate nominees were Cardi B, Doja Cat, Lotto, Nicki Minaj, Saweetie. Winner was Mad Stallion. First of all, I wouldn't have gave it to Meg. I would have gave it to Lotto or Doja. Yeah. They had bigger years. They had much bigger years than Megan. Megan had a much bigger 2019 and 2020. 2021? Doja or Lotto, bro. I'm confused. But I'm more confused. Here we are again with Doja. Wasn't she just an R&B and pop? <laughs> you can't, like, no, you can't do this. Wait, Sweetie even have an album out? No, she had a little group mixtape with, like, Doja is a rapper. Back. I'm glad she's in this category. I'm mad that she's in R&B and pop. Because she took that spot away from somebody that would be more deserving of it. Somebody who actually sings on all her music? <laughs> I'm confused. But moving on. Winner. I mean, not winner. Uh, best male hip-hop artist. We got nominees. Drake, Future, J. Cole, Jack Harlow, Kanye West, Lil Baby. We got the winner, Kendrick Lamar. Why is Jack Harlow nominated? <laughs> this is a black entertainment awards show. Why is Jack Harlow nominated? He gonna be like Logic. I'm like 18% black. <laughs> and even that don't work because Logic daddy is black. Like, his daddy is black. Jack Harlow is the most purely white motherfucker. Why? Why? Listen. I feel like it should have gone to... I mean, look, if they're counting Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers from this year, then cool. But later in the categories, I don't think it's going to be so cool. And I'll explain to you why. Video of the year uh, nominees were Have Mercy by Chloe, Kiss Me More by Doja and SZA, Pressure by Ari, Way Too Sexy by Drake, Future, and Thug. The There were two winners. Oh, that's why I was so confused, because I'm like, how did they both win? There was a tie. It's between Family Ties by Keem and Kendrick and Smoking Out the Window by Anderson Pock and Bruno. Sure. I mean, I feel I just pick one. I don't think it would have been that difficult. I personally would have went with either Family Ties or Have Mercy, maybe. I agree. So, but they suck in Silk Sonic dick. <laughs> but they don't want to make it so obvious they're just like a so sonic dick so they gave it to baby keem as well yeah. i guess video director we don't really care about all that 
Best New Artists. Nominees, Baby King, Benny the Butcher, Money Long, Tim's, and Blue. Winner, Lotto. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it. I would have liked to see it go to Baby King, but I can't be mad at a woman getting, you know, her flowers. Here's where shit get real ugly. Album of the Year. Nominees. Back in my mind with her, Call Me If You Get Lost with Tyler, Certified Loverboy with Drake, Donda with Kanye, Hotels with Jasmine, Planet Her with Doja, Winter was Silk Sonic. First of all, Back in My Mind by her is one of the most overrated albums of the past 10 years. That shit got an album of the year nomination from the Grammys. Why? <laughs> Fucking why? And I love her. I love her. I don't really like... Like, I like a lot of the songs from Back in My Mind, but, like, I really, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like the new direction that she's going in is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I really love, like, the, like, mysterious aesthetic that she was going for when she first came out. Like, nobody knew who she was. Nobody saw her face. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't know her name. And it's just like she went by her. And it's like anytime she would perform or do interviews, she would be like turned or like she would wear these big ass sunglasses that you can't see her face really. Mm -hmm. And like she would just have this really like smooth and like really just like chill sound. And I love that about her. But now it just feels like, I don't know, she's just kind of getting onto the wave of like new music, TikTok shit, where it's like, it's so like, oh yeah, we got to sing on trap beats and you know we gotta make shit trendy and do all this shit like no that album was so mid it was so mid and I'm not mad at people liking it it's just that album of the year nomination I disagree Call Me If You Got Lost was amazing and I would have loved it to go to Tyler and I love that Tyler is getting his proper flowers now because Tyler has been dope for a long time so I'm really happy Tyler's getting some new fans. Drake's album, look, I liked it. You liked it. A lot I didn't of, finish it. Oh, you didn't? Well, what you heard from it, you liked. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people called it mid. I thought it was good. But I'm glad, you know, Drake has plenty of awards. We don't need to give Drake any more awards. <laughs> Let somebody else have a chance. Uh, Kanye Donda, you know that was my favorite album of the year. Yeah. I mean... I would have loved to see it go to Kanye, but I knew it wasn't going to. Uh, Hotels with Jasmine, I would have been mad if it went to her. thought that record was great. Doja with Planet Her, didn't love that album, but I wouldn't have been mad if it went to her. Silk Sonic, I feel like they're reaching. I feel like they're reaching. Silk Sonic's album was better than Call Me If You Get Lost. I feel like I only would have been mad if they, if her won. I would have been pissed if her won. I feel like, okay, even if we still Sonic, I love that album. So it's like... Yeah, I liked it. So, I don't know. I feel like they deserved it because it was, you know, different. It was very, you know, 80s pop. You know, we don't really have much of that anymore. So it's like, it was cool. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with this. Here, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. We can agree to disagree. Um, here's where I'm mad, right? Weekend won R&B and Pop Artist of the Year. 
Weekend didn't have an album last year. His album dropped this year, right? His album is not here. It wasn't nominated. Equally concerning is that Kendrick didn't drop last year either. Right. He dropped this year. Exactly. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is not here. How do you win Artist of the Year without having an album in the Album of the Year category? Right. I'm confused. So, uh, we can move on a little bit. Best movie nominees, we got Candyman, Respect, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Summer of Soul, The Harder They Fall, Winner Was King Richard. I don't feel like we have a lot to say on this one because we didn't see a lot of these. Yeah, I don't remember any of these. I'm super happy it went to King Richard (laughs) because I thought because of Will Smith's little situation earlier this year, I thought they were going to be fucking stupid and not give this movie its proper flowers. (laughs) This movie is awesome. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many tables I would have flipped if Space Jam got the fucking... (laughs) (laughs) That movie was horrible. Because, like, it, it just feel like it don't even belong on the list. Bro, like, like... I haven't even seen Candyman Respect. I don't even know what The Harder They Fall in Summer of Soul is. But I feel like Space Jam doesn't even belong on this list. One of these all. things just doesn't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why? BT Awards. Yep. Mostly just confusing. Not angering. You know? Doesn't make me mad. Just confuses me. Yeah. I'm lost. That's award shows for you. That's award shows for you. So, I like to see an award show that actually, you know, makes some fucking sense. <laughs> and actually is consistent. Why don't you make your own award show? Well, I would, Vanessa, <laughs> if I had the funds. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, y'all. We're going to move off of that. And we're going to move into a couple of album reviews. We had a couple albums drop last weekend. Nothing too crazy. First one we're going to get into is Chris Brown's album titled Breezy. I'm going to let Vanessa start this one off. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we kind of talked a little bit about it last segment. Like, the last episode, we were just like, yeah, it's coming out. So, you got to listen to it. And how much of a Chris Brown stan I am. (laughs) Um, Listening to this album, I was, like, severely disappointed. And I hate, I, I hate, I hate saying that because I've, I've literally been listening to Chris Brown since I was in like first grade, second grade. I was young. So it's like, I've literally been listening to Chris Brown since I was little. So like hearing that he has another album coming out, I'm like, oh yeah. I love this shit. Yes, this is my nigga, man. <laughs> and then listening to it, I'm like, okay. First of all, the first song, um, like, Till the Wheels Fall Off. I actually like that song. I know you don't, but, like, I actually like that song. And, like, I do love a couple songs on it. But it's just, like, I feel like they're listening to it. It just didn't really spark anything in me. Like, how I was listening to, like, royalty or even, like, the debut or just, like, 
you know, I know you haven't listened to it because it's long as shit, but like Indigo or um, Heartbreak on the Full Moon, those are longer albums, but I listen to those like all the time. So it's like, I know those songs like the back of my hand, but it's like, I don't see myself listening to this album that often because it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't like it like that, you know? And then what pissed me off about it is like, okay, we get through the whole album and then at the very dab smack at the end, we get iffy. I was like, why the fuck is this song here? This makes no sense. It literally has nothing to do with the 20 motherfucking songs we heard just a second ago. Like, it feels so oddly placed and I'm just like, Chris, you could, you could have just left that as a single. Like, you didn't have to put that up there. 20 motherfucking songs is fine. You didn't have to put that 21st song that made no sense. I don't know. I just... I'm, I'm just... I'm just kind of heartbroken right now. My oh, heart... On a full moon? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, at a loss for words. Not in a good way, though. Um, I have an odd relationship with Chris. I mostly like him. Um, I don't like him smacking around Rihanna. Okay. But... <laughs> I love uh, I love his debut, and to this day I feel like that's his best work. You know, the debut is just full of classics, full of hits. Um, I like exclusive. I thought exclusive was cool. A lot of those songs I grew up with in middle school and elementary school. So, um, graffiti is horrible. One of the worst things I've ever sat through. <laughs> it's terrible. Fame is good. I really like Fame. There's a lot of hits on Fame. I hate Fortune oh so much. Oh my god. Oh, I hate Fortune. It's, it's crazy because I love Fortune. I know, I know. And I'm 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 happy for you that you like Fortune. <laughs> but I hope you do find Jesus uh, at some point. Wow, that's crazy. And I hope he lets you know that that album is garbage. No, it's not. <laughs> You're garbage. Oh, my God. Um, I love X. X is my shit. And that's my second favorite Chris album. And on most days, I like X more than the debut. <laughs> Honestly, like X is my shit. Oh, I hate royalty. I hate royalty so I much. I love royalty. I don't, man, I know you do. I know you do. Only good song on that shit is Pull My Wrist. Oh, Kimbo my gosh. Dream. All the songs on there is good. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I know you put your little baby on the front like this shit's actually going to be good, and then you drop some ass. What? What? It's good. Man, what? Mo- man, look. Heartbreak on a Full Moon. I might like that album if I ever finish it, but goddamn, it's fucking <laughs> 38 years long. I don't feel like listening to all that shit. And after a while, all the songs just start to sound the same, and I just, I can't. I just can't. So with me already having that experience, I made an ex- I made an executive decision for myself to not even try Indigo because I saw that it was basically just as long. And I was just like, no, we're not doing this. No. I was intrigued in this album because he. I like the name. I like Breezy. I like the title. And uh, I like the track, uh, Iffy, the first single. I was like, okay, sounds pretty tight. So I was like, cool. 
I was ready for this album. Uh, this album is a big old bag of mid. Mm. Just a big old bag of mid. Uh, Till the wheels fall off. Listen, I see the quality in the song. Even if I don't like it like that, you liking because it, I understand. When when it first came on, I was so confused because I was like, who the fuck is singing? And then like he started kind of like inflecting his voice a little bit. I was like, oh, that's Chris? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Trying so to, I like that one. Trying to rap a little bit. I heard him. Uh, catch a body. It was fine. I don't really want to hear Chris over tra- uh, fucking drill beats. <laughs> I don't know why everybody thinks if you get a drill rapper, you have to give them a drill beat. No, you don't. I'm sure 5EO is perfectly comfortable rapping over a regular ass beat. Anyways, Pitch Black was okay. Possessive was okay. Lil Wayne's verse was good. Addicted was okay. Call Me Every Day was okay. Closure was okay. We're on track seven, and I haven't gotten a track that I actually like yet. Need You Right Here with Bryson was fine. Sex Memories was hard. Yes. With Ella. That was hard. That was a real good song. But, Chris... I mean, something I need you to do with your albums is stop following up really good songs with ass songs. <laughs> huh? huh? <laughs> that song is terrible. Horrible. Psychic, that song was cool until Jack Harlow t- started Literally. talking. <laughs> and he's just, he starts talking about this chick like, oh, I know you a freak, but I also know that you nerdy and you watch anime when you go home. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What the about? fuck is he talking about, bro? He literally ruined the song. Show It With Blast was fine. I mean, up to this point, I'm just kind of like, this is a lot of mid. Like, a lot of mid. But thankfully, the second half kind of, you know, brings it back up a little bit. Sleep At Night was fire. Mm-hmm. Passing Time was eight. I love Passing Time. Uh, Warm Embrace is okay. Forbidden is my shit. I love Forbidden. Uh, Bad to the Beach. I don't like Tory Lanez. And I don't like the fact that Tory Lanez tries to sound like Chris Brown. And I don't like the fact that when they're on the same song together, Chris Brown tries to sound like Tory Lanez. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I don't, I don't like the song. Um, Survive the Night was really good. Dream was in. Slide was in. Harder was in. Awesome New Shit was in. Luckiest Man was good. And it was followed by Iffy. That's what I'm saying. Like, he literally could have ended it with Luckiest Man. And then I'm like, I'm ready for the album to end at Luckiest Man. It didn't. I'm like, bitch, what? What the fuck? Turn this shit off. You should have put that in the beginning. Bruh, it's just like, and look, I'm sure if I'd like just throw them last handful of songs in a playlist Mm -hmm. and if they come on like naturally and I just listen to them naturally, I'll probably like them more. What keeps me from not liking a lot of songs like this on albums like this is the fact that I already sent through fucking 20 fucking tracks of this shit and I'm just ready for it to be over. Right. So, yeah, it's a big old bag of mid. So... (sighs) Uh, Sad face. Better luck, Ness. But hey, for you, he was striking out for a while. So not striking out, but he was. I was he was spitting say, for you. Yeah. So you I know. Mean, I mean, I'm always listening to Indigo. I'm always listening to Heartbreak on the I'm always listening to Royalty. I'm always listening to X. I'm always listening to Fortune. I'm always listening to Debut. So it's like that's a lot of fucking shit. It is. <laughs> like I, it. I mean, I didn't really. 
I fuck with the Young Thug, him, him and Young Thug project a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really go back to that that often. But it's just like, I have so much Chris Brown to last me a lifetime. I'm not really tripping. I, I don't really you. care. Let's move on to something that was a lot better. So, Giveon dropped his debut album, give or take. Now, some people may be confused because I was confused. Uh, Giveon has a project called uh, When It's All Said and Done. Uh, what's the last well, part of it? Okay, so the first one is Take Time, and then When It's All Said and Done is basically Take Time mixed with some other shit, his other singles. Yeah. So technically, When It's All Said and Done is like the final project of Take Time. Right. Which made me so mad because I'm like, bitch, this is just Take Time with all your other singles. Uh. That shit pissed me off. That's that shit that Pink Sweat be doing and it be pissing me off. (laughs) But anyways, I digress. I love Take Time. I freaking listen to that all the time and there's only like eight or nine songs on it, but still, I listen to it all the time. So it's like, I was excited to hear Give On again. So when he released Give or Take, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Get and it was it, fucking yeah. fire. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited to listen to this on repeat for like another year. <laughs> yeah, this was a big surprise for me. Um, I've heard Give On's features, but as far as, far as his own music I've only heard Heartbreak Anniversary and um I always forget the Like I Want You Like I Want You I always forget the title of that one um I do pick on Vanessa because (laughs) I pick on Giveon through Vanessa because I do feel like he sounds like a whale sometimes oh my gosh (laughs) a whale that can sing though stop a whale with good vocals. Stop. Balloons are deflated. Please. <laughs> Girls, they look harmless like me. That's not how he sounds. <laughs> Stop disrespecting him, okay? Like I want you. And I hate, um, this is a side tangent, I hate when people say give on or <laughs> I'm just like, this, this man his Giveon. Where the fuck did you get Give On from? Okay, I, I can see where you see it. Like, okay, Give On, but it's not spaced or anything. And they freaking say his name in the beginning of the album. Giveon. Well, how do you how do you mess that up? I thought it was Jivon. Oh for my, they be saying that too. Giveon. It's not Jivy. No J. Can you blame us? Yes, because Why? they say his name in the first three seconds of Take Time. You cannot miss it. If we only heard the singles. That's your fault then. <laughs> and he even, bro, he even made a TikTok. He was like, um, I just want to make a public service announcement. It's Gibeon. And that was the end of the video. I was like, okay, now there, there's... There's the video of him pronouncing his name, so all y'all motherfuckers that's calling him Jivion and Givon can stop. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. <laughs> it's right, just so. like how you be getting mad when people be saying Rihanna. I don't get mad. I mean, you don't get mad, but it's like you be correcting us. I do correct y'all. I do correct y'all. It is Rihanna. And you can look that up like facts. The way she just gave you the facts on Givion name deadass because people looked at me like what that's not her name I'm like bro you can look it up she has said multiple times that her name is pronounced Rihanna she just isn't like super crazy about it so right anyway we got an album from Javon 
And we... <laughs> I'm about to punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm about to punch you. And um, holy shit, this album's great. I haven't really been able to turn it off. Like, this album is fucking fire. Um, I, it's one of those albums where it's like, it's not even like I can really go into depth like, oh, I love it because of this reason and that reason and that reason. It's really not even that deep. It's just the songs are fucking good. Right. Like, it's just really, really good songs. The beats are great. He flows over them. The mood of the album is very consistent. Right. There aren't any tracks that I would take off. I do feel like a couple of the tracks were a little too short. Well, he always does that. <laughs> and, you know, I, that always irritates me about some of these R&B guys. These new R&B guys, you know, they like to have songs that are like two minutes, 220. And I'd be sitting there like, bro, I keep going, bro. I want you to keep going. <laughs> but um, that's a good thing, though. Yeah. I love this album. I think he came out the gate swinging. Because so. it's like with Take Time, it's kind of, you know, him talking about like him and this girl, like not supposed to be together and they're in this toxic ass relationship and they're just like, you know, fucking with each other and they shouldn't be and she got a dude and like, you know, all this toxic ass shit that they shouldn't be doing. Toxic. And in this album, it's kind of just like, bro, like, We've been going on with this shit, and it's, like, not good for our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health. So it's, like, maybe we should just, like, stay off of each other because it's not good for the both of us. So I like the message. Hell yeah. So this is a fire album. If you ain't listened to it yet, you tripping. Check this shit out. All right, y'all. We're going to move into the next uh, topic and the final topic of the Drop the Needle portion of the podcast. We are going to talk about, since we're pretty much halfway through the year now, we're going to talk about our favorite albums of the year. You, you. So far. Oh. <laughs> so far. Yeah, it's only July. It's only July. Um, I listen to way more music than Vanessa does. Not on some like, oh, I'm like so much better than Vanessa. Like, it's not like that. It's literally just that... I'm much more of a music nerd than she is, so her album's list is a lot shorter. So uh, Plus she's gonna... you didn't count the ones that I started and didn't finish. <laughs> exactly. You know, she's one of those where, look, if she starts an album and she don't like it halfway through, she's going to cut that bitch off. <laughs> Me, I power through. I'm starting to question those decisions as I get older. <laughs> but um, go ahead, Nessa. Let them know. Okay, so at number seven... um. We have Lucky Day and Candy Drip. See, I love Lucky Day. I love um, Painted. (sighs) Listening to this album, I just felt like it's kind of similar to like Breezy, like Chris Brown's album. Um, I really just wasn't feeling any of the songs though. Like the singles that he dropped, like okay, Candy Drip, um, Over, like I love those, so I was excited to hear like the whole thing. But when I was playing it, I was just like, bro, these sound like the same song seventeen times. Like I, I wasn't feeling it. I just, I don't know. I still love Lucky Day though. I really just feel like that was a. Uh, really not bad but i just i wasn't feeling it it was very weak it was it was definitely weak um and then at number six i have chris brown breezy (laughs) um at number five dreamville d-day against the girls no mixtape 
Um, I mean, I'm not really a, like a rap head, so I don't really listen to rap like that. But you know, you played the mixtape like just random as fuck, and you played it, and I actually like enjoyed it. So it's like, even though it's at number five, like I still liked it. Um, Giveon is at number four, give or take. Uh, I fucking love it. So you know, we ain't gotta talk more about it after right. we just talked about <laughs> it. But you know, at number four. And number three is Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Um, honestly, it's just Kendrick is just one of those niggas that's just like, <laughs> I you really, you can't really say anything bad about him right. because it's like <laughs> this nigga is always gonna spit. I can't, I I can't. He's just too much. I I don't have enough brain cells to actually form words about this man. It's that dude who should have rapped in the 90s that raps today. <laughs> really, literally. <laughs> in a good way. Um, And then number two, I have Blue Water Road by Kehlani. Um, I really fucking love this album. Um, I will say I don't love it as much as uh, Sweet Sexy Savage, but I really do love this album. Like, Especially, like, <laughs> I will always say this, like, after, like alter melt um tangerine everything and um wandering wandering like that whole run right there is like literally my favorite shit ever ever like that whole run right there is just like literally my favorite shit ever so that's our number two and then at number one we have weekend don fm that shit was fucking fire (laughs) um definitely uh experience but what else can we expect from the weekend he's fucking a genius Mm -hmm. so yeah nice nice and um you guys are probably gonna hear me agree with a lot of what she has um only thing i won't agree or disagree on is lucky day because i didn't listen to it i've yet to dive into his music all right so i have a lot more but we're gonna <laughs> i'm gonna try to speed through them um i also grade the albums i listen to so uh, i'll give you the guys i'll give you guys the grades as well so i have 36 albums don't worry it's not gonna take forever Number 36, worst album of the year so far for me is Young Boy Never Broke Again with Colors, D+. <laughs> Nobody else listened to this, like, except for, like, Young Boy stands. I'm not one. I was just morbidly curious. I wish I was not. That album was awful. <laughs> but it's like, that's probably, you got him at number 36. That's probably his 36th album. Probably. He dropped so much. He probably got 10 more in the tank, and I won't be clicking on him. Because, <laughs> goddammit, I can't do this shit. All right? I'm sick. 35, I got Gunna, DS Forever with a D+. Plus. I, I don't like Gunna. And I don't think it's going to change. I didn't like Wanna either. Uh, 34, Jack Harlow. Come home. The kids miss you. D plus. I think you do need to go home. Because you being out here in these streets, it's like you forgot how to rap, bro. That's what they all say was fire. How the fuck did you forget how to rap that quick? 33, I got Drake. Honestly, never mind. D plus. I don't hate this album. I don't. I just don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not going to tell people it's bad music. I'm going to tell people that he should make better music. Is that diplomatic enough? I guess. I think so. 32, I got Buddy with Super Ghetto C. A lot of people didn't listen to this. A lot of people don't even know who Buddy is. Buddy was on the Dreamville uh, Revenge of the Dreamers tape a lot. And I like Buddy. Didn't like this album. I feel like he kind of struck out, but I'm still looking forward to his next shit. 31, I got Coyle Ray with Trendsetter C. I didn't hate this. I thought I would. 
But the best songs on it are the singles. Mm. Blick Blick, uh, Anxiety, uh, the one with that. It's a, uh, hey, you know, there's some catchy shit. 30, I got two chains, Dope Don't Sell Itself, C. Two Chains has kind of lost me over the past couple years, but he's still a good rapper, so I'll give him his flowers. 29, I got Chris Brown with Breezy. We just talked about that. 28, I got 5 year Foreign with Bible, B-. Didn't love this, but I thought it was okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to shit on it. It's his debut. You know, I understand what he was trying to do. I just feel like he had a few too many ideas, and there was a few too many features. I feel like he should have pulled back, cut it in half, and just focus up. So... Uh, 27, I got Ace Hood with M-I-N-D, Mind, with a B. I like Ace Hood, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people don't listen to Ace Hood anymore, but I like him. And I thought this album was cool. I just feel like Ace Hood doesn't wow me anymore, you know? So I'm kind of waiting for him to wow me. 26, I got Lil Durk with 7220. I gave that a B. Thought this album was good. Just too fucking long. <laughs> you know, after a while, the little Dirk songs, they all start to sound the same. So when you get to track 14, 15, 16, 17, it's like, you could have cut these. <laughs> uh, track 25, or not track 25, number 25. I got Vince Staples where Ramona Park broke my heart. I gave that a B. I feel like I need to listen to this again because I feel like the message kind of went over my head and I hear a lot of people love this album. So... I might be missing something. So I'm going to check this one out again. But I still thought it was good. 24. I don't know if this should count, but I got Triple X Tentacion, Look At Me, the album with a B. This is just kind of a compilation of a bunch of his songs. But I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Uh, the first disc, I wasn't really feeling because I just don't like older X music like that. You know, that old 17 type music. I just don't like that shit. I like question mark. And I like parts of Skins. So, you know, the second disc did a lot more for me than the first disc, but I still thought it was good. 23, I got Future. I Never Liked You with a B. It's Future, bro. <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, you either like them or you don't. Right. If you don't like Future, you didn't check this out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, see there? <laughs> so shit. Number 22, I got Lotto with 777. Gave that a B. I think this might climb because I've been listening to this album a lot more than I thought I would. Mm. You know, there's a lot of great songs on here. That song, Sunshine, with Charles Gambino and Lil Wayne. Oh. <laughs> Heat. At 21, I got Token with Pink is Better, B. At first glance, Token seems like the hibbity wibbity skibbity wibbity rapper, like the multi-syllable, uh, spherical, miracle, spiritual in your swimming pool. Like, but this album actually is really good. Like a lot of the songs are actually about something. He's not doing that hibbity wibbity shit on every song. Just a few of them. Just a few. And a few of them he does it. Look, it is dope. You know what I'm saying? It's dope to hear. Just not track after track after track after track, but it's good. Excuse me, 20, I got FKA Twigs, Capri Songs, B, another artist that a lot of people probably don't listen to. I thought this was good. This was my first FKA Twigs project. It, it is a little weird, but I still thought it was cool. 19, I got Pink Sweats, Pink Moon with a B. Vanessa got me into Pink Sweats last year, and I love Pink Planet now. 
Like, I, I so liked it, but now I love it. Because I literally told him to listen to Pink Planet. And mm-hmm. I was like, bro, this is my favorite shit ever. Like, this Bruh. is one of my favorite albums of the year. And I was like, you need to listen to it. And we both listened to it. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. Pink Moon came out, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I turned that shit off so quick. I was like, nigga, what are you doing? It's I so- mean, it was cool. Like, I like... A lot of the songs on there, there was a single that he dropped, uh, Nothing Feels Better. I love that song. But I just feel like overall, I like Plink, Plink? Plink? Pink Planets better than Pink Moon. I definitely agree. I just think it's funny that I listened to Pink Sweat's new album <laughs> all the way through, and the one that put me on Pink right. Sweat's did not. That's weird. 18, I got Big Crit, Digital Roses Don't Die with a B. Uh, I like this album. Big Crit tried something new on here. He went for a more sing-songy, you know, soulful, kind of 80s, 70s, funkish kind of vibe. And I thought it was cool. You know, I thought he could have did a little better, but I thought it was cool. 17, I got Nego with I Know Nego with a B. Nego is kind of playing the DJ Khaled role without being annoying. <laughs> you know, he doesn't say anything on this album, but he just kind of gets together all his rapper buddies, ASAP Rocky, Kid Cudi, uh, Tyler the Creator, Pusha T, a whole bunch of other motherfuckers for a record. And some of the songs don't hit, but most of them do. So I thought it was really good. I've been playing it a lot. 16, I got Logic with Vinyl Days. I'm kind of bouncing between a B and a B plus with this one. I love Logic. I really do. I'm a big fan of Logic. I love No Pressure in 2020. And I thought he was really going to retire. He didn't. Mm. But um, this album is cool. I just think there's a little too many skits. And that 30 track length, that's that shit is intimidating. Which is keeping me from replaying the album a lot. It's just, I see them 30 tracks and I'm like... Do I really feel like sitting through 30 fucking tracks right now? Most of the time the answer is no, but the album is still dope. Jumping into my top 15, I got Corday from A Bird's Eye View with B+. I liked Corday's first album. I just felt like niggas gassed it. And I don't feel like it should have been a Grammy-nominated record. I don't feel like this should be a Grammy-nominated record, but I do like it more than the first one. And, you know, I like Corday. And I feel like he's on an upward trajectory. I just feel like he needs to step out of his comfort zone a little bit more. But this album is dope. 14, I got Blast Before You Go with a B plus. Not as much replay value as I thought it would have, but I still fuck with it. It's just a dope R&B record. Yes. So. Uh, 13, I got LMA, Hard on My Sleeve, B plus. It took me a long time to listen to this. <laughs> First couple of times I tried it, I was not really feeling it. But I'm glad I finished it. I actually love this album. I think it's great. And I think we're going to play it a lot. So, not as good as her debut, though. Not mm. as good as the debut. 12, I got Charlie XCX with Crash B+. Yeah, this is fucking... This is some fucking dope pop music. Like, it's, it's catchy as shit. It's just weird enough to get my attention. But it's not so weird that someone that's not, you know, into weird shit can still listen to it. So, I fuck with that. 11, I got Dreamville with D-Day, Against the Girls Mixtape, B+. I think this project is dope. I just don't play it as much as I thought I would. But it's still dope. That first song, stick, 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 stick. I got a new stick. I got a new stick. 
That shit's hard. That shit's fucking hard. I still treat a hike. I still treat a hike through the hood like a bike through the woods. Got a stick that I take with me. Man, that shit's hard. Hard. Uh, jumping into my number ten, I got Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods with a B plus. This album is fire. I don't have much too much more to say than that. It's fire. I think it's better than their first album. It's heat. Number nine, I got Coffee with Gifted, A-. Now, Coffee is one of those... I don't really know how to describe this kind of music. It's kind of like that tropical, you know, island-type music. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like and that. But regardless, this album's heat. Mm. Like, it's catchy as fuck. It sounds really good. And it's just... It makes you feel good. Mm. You know, it's not too deep. There's nothing, like, super complex about it, but... It's really nice, and it just puts you in a very good mood, which makes it very replayable. Cause oh, yeah, I like they them have good. her under K. Oh, okay. K? They have her under reggae. Oh, okay. So yeah, works for me. Uh, number eight, whoa, Giveon, give or take, a minus. Yeah, this album's fucking heat, and I have a feeling that I'm gonna move it up a couple of spots as the year goes on. Number seven, I got Shinsia Alpha, a minus. I didn't expect this. I heard Shinsia on Kanye's album from last year, and God, I love this album, bro. Like, I just can't turn the shit off. This is another kind of reggae album, but this one's a lot more contemporary, and it has like blends of hip hop and R and B and pop. So, it's fire. It's absolutely great. Number six, Earl Sweatshirt with Sick, A-. Love this album. I love Earl Sweatshirt's very weird way of rapping. It's very unorthodox. You know, he doesn't attack a beat like a regular rapper would attack a beat. He's just... But he also feels very comfortable. Every track he's rapping a little different than he did the track before, but he still feels like he's comfortable in the sound. And... Man, I just love this guy. And I love his lines, man. I love his lines. Get into my track or top five. Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future, A minus. This album is fantastic. Denzel Curry is one of the best rappers out. This dude, like, he's I know we all love the meme. I know we all love the meme. I am the wonder where your tongue don't need a gun to give a the bone of three. That's that shit is funny. But this nigga can spit, bro. Right. This nigga, and this nigga's just been hitting for me. He has not missed. Taboo, heat, zoo, heat, unlocked, heat, melt my eyes, heat. Like the nigga is just hitting, hitting, hitting. So I'm happy about that shit. Number four, I got Pusha T. It's almost dry with an A. Pusha T is kind of like Future. If you don't like Pusha T, you probably didn't listen to this. The nigga's gonna rap about cocaine. <laughs> So if you just don't want to hear about cocaine, you don't need to listen to Pusha T. Well, now if you want to walk away from an album looking like you were rolling in fucking yeast all day, then I think this is a good album for you to check out. <laughs> Look like you've been in a fucking sugarcane field, then I think this is for you. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Top three, Kalani, Blue Water Road with an A. This shorty is just gonna be one of my favorite artists of all time i can see it right now she is just she's hitting man sweet sexy savage is one of my favorite albums of all time i can listen to that any day of the week all day i didn't love it was good until it wasn't but it has grown on me over time and i do think it's you know becoming slowly becoming one of those albums i go back to a lot 
This album's beautiful. It's just so easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not too long. The songs are really breezy, but they're never boring. Right. And they're and they're consistent, but they're never samey. Right. And fuck, man. <laughs> Number two. This one hurts my soul a little bit. The weekend, Don FM, A plus. I adore The Weeknd, man. One day we'll talk about it. We don't have time to get into it today, but I love The Weeknd, and I love this album, and I hate that y'all are sleeping on it. This album is amazing, bro. Quit sleeping on it. Turn Gunna off. (laughs) God damn. Turn that off. Listen to some shit that's actually going to challenge your mind and actually challenge the way that you attack listening to music and being a fan of music. Actually listen to some shit that inspires you to listen to more shit that you have never really given a chance before. Let some shit challenge you in terms of your artistic palette, man. Like my number one with Kendra Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Sampers. I mean, at this point, we already knew that. This nigga. Like, this nigga. This man just, I don't know, man. Is he not top 10 rappers of all time at this point? How does he not? At this point. I mean, he ain't got to be number two, three, or four. But it's like. on the list in general. He making that number 10, bro. I mean, my God. All you have to do is look at the heart part four. This nigga said it himself. Drop one classic. Came right back. Another classic. Right back. My next album, the whole industry on the ice pack. Like, this this nigga is a fucking animal, man. This album, like, I always say, music is therapy for me. Like, this album has genuinely been some therapy for me. Like, it's been low-key helping me understand things about myself that I never really thought about before. And God, I, man, I'm, I'm not going to get into it because if I get into it, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. This album is fucking incredible. So that's my albums of the year so far. That's Vanessa's albums of the year so far. Definitely a lot more are going to be added to this list as we get towards the end of the year. And maybe I'll actually finish some of the albums that I didn't. I hope you do. Maybe you'll feel like, differently about like, them. Okay, I didn't finish Drake. I didn't even like. Well, you ain't gotta finish the drink. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't. Um, I don't even think I started LMA, but you know, I had intentions, but I just haven't really like had motivation to. Um, what else was there? I think, uh, a whole bunch. <laughs> I mean, there's probably more, and I'm just not thinking of it. Uh, Pink Sweat. Blast. Yeah, I did actually listen to some of it, and then I stopped. Hmm. I mean, Shinsia. I like... Huh? Shensia. Who? Shensia. Yeah, no. Yep. Yeah, no. No, I'm saying you should listen <laughs> oh, to it. Oh, I thought you meant like I started it and no. I stopped. <laughs> you should listen to it. <laughs> you saw how confused I was, and you just kept repeating it. <laughs> Shensia. <laughs> I'm like, uh... Huh? Shensia. Huh? No. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. All right, y'all. We are going to take a quick break, and we will be back in a sec. Okay, we're back. Back in the back, back. Back in the back, 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 back. We are about to move on into 
the second and last and bulkiest and beefiest sex. I feel like Drop the Needle was kind of the bulkiest. Drop the Needle was pretty bulky. But this is supposed to be the bulkiest part. You know, I mean... That's by the title, Keep It 3000. You feel like I it's supposed to be the both you, you know. We just got so much shit to talk about with music. I know. Next week will be light with yeah. the music. Yeah. We about to move into the section titled Keep It 3000. Where we talk about film, TV, anime, whatever. Speaking of anime... Vanessa has a whole shit ton of anime that she that she's excited about that hopefully I get a little excited about and hopefully you guys out there get excited about. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm only going to list the shit that I'm really excited for and that I watch. There's other shit that's like out there that's going to like, you know, come out this year. But this is just basically like the shit that I'm interested in. Um... I mean, of course, we got Attack on Titan this year. Um, what else did we get this year? Demon Slayer. <sighs> Jujutsu Kaisen. We got a movie. Um, what else? I can't even think right now. But those are the top, like, biggest anime right now. Um, there's Chainsaw Man. I've heard, like, a lot about, like, the manga. And, like, I've heard that it's really, really good. So, I'm excited to see what they do with the anime and, like, you know. I don't know shit about it, honestly. I just heard that it's really, really good. But, I mean, I guess we'll just see when it comes out. Um, they said to be announced, so I guess whatever that means. It might not even come until 2023. We'll find out. Um, you know, Demon Slayer already said that. JoJo Bizarre Adventure. I kind of stopped watching JoJo um just simply because the fact that it's not for me um i know you probably don't know shit about it but it's very just like i don't know i see why people like it but it's it it really just isn't for me like i like certain aspects of the show but i just can't continue to watch it so it looks very odd yeah it is very very weird but you know i see why people like it it's not one of those like boring anime definitely has some good moments but it's just not for me um uh, i'm trying to scroll i seen tokyo revengers i haven't started tokyo revengers um but i seen like clips of it and it made me put it on my list i have a long list of anime that i haven't started yet but it made me put it on my list to start it but I just haven't gotten around to, like, watching it yet. But I've heard Tokyo Revengers is really good. So, you know, they're coming out coming out with the season two. Not season two. What is it? Like, season four? I'm, I'm honestly not you even sure. You got me. I'm honestly not even sure. Um, What else is coming out? Oh, Bleach. That's a big one, huh? Yes. Because we've been waiting for this fucking um, Thousand Year Blood War arc. For the longest time. The longest time. And it's just so crazy because when I first started getting into anime, Bleach was one of the first ones that I, like, you know, got into. So when I watched, like, the quote-unquote end of it and was, like, left unsatisfied, I was just sitting there like, that's it? 
that's all that there is to bleach like that can't be the end and then i saw like you know online that it was like oh yeah like this is actually the end the thousand year war blood arc whatever you know this is actually the end and it's not getting animated though it's canceled i'm like but why and then they just announced you know that this that it's coming back and they dropped a trailer for it and i'm just like okay bet so you know waiting for that to come it's supposed to be coming in october 2022 i don't know how accurate that is but we'll just see when october comes around and you know um my hero academia season six i'm not gonna front i have not been keeping up with my hero i've probably gotten up to season four i'm honestly not even sure but i used to love the show like whenever i first got into it and it first came out mm -hmm. i was actually like in like actually keeping up with the show so it's like i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna watch it but it's just like i haven't really been keeping up with it maybe you know by october 2022 yeah it says it's coming out in october so it's just like you know by this time i should be able to keep up with it or catch up with it and maybe my mind will change about it i feel like honestly the reason that i fell off of it was because I feel like they weren't really doing too much with the story and I felt like they were kind of dragging it but that's just my personal opinion I don't know if anybody else feels that way but I just feel like after so many seasons it's it, I feel like a time skip time skip needs to come <laughs> because we've been following Midoriya at fucking 12% of his power since season one i can't i can't <laughs> so i feel like there needs to be an increase of his power or some need to happen mm. so yeah um i'm not really excited for any other anime like i see um <clears throat> bunny and tiger i've watched it before but it's not one of the animes that i really want to see so it's just like okay whatever that's coming out though um but what is it kage kagura sama love is war that's a really good one um they said they were coming out with a season three can't wait for that one i'm not sure when it's like coming out this year but it says it was coming out this year so we'll just wait and see when that happens it was on netflix i think i think it was on netflix i'm not a hundred percent sure where I watched it, mm. but I think it was on Netflix. But it was a really good show, I think. So, um, my phone keeps going out. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, Fruits Basket. I seen that like a lot on people's like Twitter and stuff like that. It was apparently a reboot of this older Fruits Basket like anime, and then they like rebooted it to like today's time and they just basically redid the story or something like that and i heard it was good like nonetheless so i always wanted to check it out but i never really like had the time again it was just on my ever-growing list of anime shit that i need to watch so mm. i heard that fruits basket was good so i was like okay i'll check it out whatever um and yeah i think that's pretty much all the anime oh i don't know if i mentioned chainsaw man Yes, I did. I did. I did. I definitely did. But yeah, that's pretty much all the anime that I'm pretty much excited for this year. 
I know you don't watch anime that much, so you don't really like have an opinion or <laughs> you're not really excited <laughs> for any of the new shit because you're, <laughs> you're you don't really know much about like the shit that I watch anyway. Right. Which I need to do better. I I I really do need to get you better equipped for the new shit that's coming out. But you're trying. I'm just not keeping up. <laughs> But I, you know, I need to do better too. Like I have made no progress in Doctor Stone at all. Yeah. And it's not that it's not even that you know I lost interest in the show. I I'm still interested in it. I guess. I guess with me being with us being into so many things, there are things that are just gonna be on the back burner. Mm. You know, like with you being super into anime, you're not gonna watch every movie I watch. You know, you're not gonna listen to every album I listen to. Right. With me being so yeah, we've into, seen that. You had a fucking 36 long <laughs> list of music, and I had a fucking nine list. <laughs> Believe it or not, there are people out there with more than me. They got like fucking seven. And that's what I be telling you. I be telling you that there are more people that be watching more anime well, than yeah. I have. You're still, so a, just you're like, still the captain, though. Uh, no. <laughs> you are the captain now. Anyway, um,. Never mind, I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about Top Gun, him being the captain for 30 oh years. Oh my still. god. <laughs> the captain. Yeah, that would have fell flat. That would have <laughs> fell so flat. Anyway, I just wanted to say like um What was I going to say? Uh, it's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. Uh, I was going to say something pertaining to anime, but it's just like, you know, you you have your passion with music and movies and stuff like that, obviously, that I'm not going to, like, fully understand because I like anime. I like, you know, other shit. So it's like, we can have a mutual, like, understanding of each other, but at the end of the day, you're going to always have more shit to talk about, about music and movies than I would because I'm not a movie or music nerd. I'm always going to have more shit to talk about with anime because... I watch more anime than you do. Right. So, yeah. It's a circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not leaving the topic of anime just yet because we're going to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't give a fuck. That is an anime. It's not an anime. It is an anime. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, yes. animation. It's not an anime. It's an anime. No. Yes. If you look up the definition for anime, it's not... Shut up. It doesn't count. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It is a cartoon. It's an animation from America. Anti-ways. Anti-ways. Damn. It is an anime. Avatar no, the not. Last Avatar the Last Airbender. The show that they will not just let rest. <laughs> they just keep on. They just got to keep on trying to milk this cow. And this cow is not giving nothing. But they just going to keep milking it. So... Well, they gave it a little something. You know, whenever... They gave it a little when, something. When uh, Avatar came to Netflix, everybody mm-hmm. went Everybody. It's like, you saw it on social media, too. It got this resurgence of, like, right. people talking about it. Because you couldn't it. watch it anywhere unless you had right. the, the, the Blu-rays, physical, yeah. Which I have. Right. So, you know, that's why I'm ahead of the curve. Um, you know, they got this live-action show coming to Netflix. I've been interested in it. Now, I don't really know what to say until I see a trailer. I mean, we've been seeing the casting. The casting looks great. We saw the little one screenshot of Appa. Yeah, and Aang on the ice. That looked cool. Yeah. That looks cool. Um, hasn't We haven't been 
What didn't really get us super excited is hearing that the original creators of the actual Avatar show, they departed from the project over quote-unquote creative differences, which is code for some bullshit. Some bullshit. So it's like... But I think that I think that affected Vanessa's excitement of it a little more than mine. I personally wasn't bothered by that. I don't I don't personally feel like you have to have the original creators involved for the show to be inspired and for the show to be great. I, I see I see both sides, but personally, I just feel like if you're going to bring back the show and have like the essence of the show be with the creators and then have something that's you know not with the creators like intent Mm -hmm. it's like it it kind of just steers it i I don't know it just kind of steers it the wrong way because it feels just like oh well you don't really want avatar really you just want to do your own thing to get money maybe maybe but i mean we haven't seen it of course but it's like you know that's what it feels like I feel you. See, for me, it more just feels like, you know, I'm always an advocate for portraying something in a new creative way. And maybe the original, you know, maybe the original guys were trying to keep it a little too similar to the regular show. And maybe the new guys or whoever, you know, is directing or writing, maybe they were just like, nah, we kind of want to go in this direction. And, you know, whether that direction turns out to be great or terrible, I'm happy that it is moving in a more creative direction. So, I mean, at least they didn't, like, come out and say, like, oh, like, you know, fuck the studio, fuck everybody that's working on it. Like, at least they were just like, you know, we're not going to be working on the show because of creative differences. You know, still applaud everybody that's working on the show da, 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 you know all that shit so it's not like i feel negatively like that much towards the studio because it's like they could make something really great yeah but it's just it, it just kind of just rubs me the wrong way the fact that like the reason that i love avatar so much is because of like all the time and the effort like you can literally look up youtube videos about how the creators went to different places to gain like experience and different cultures and shit and they actually spent time and effort into like creating such a show mm. like Avatar. And it's like, okay, they really know their stuff. And then they they're not a part of something that like is can is a continuation of that. Right. But it is a reboot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Um, what caught my eye more so was this announcement of not one not two (laughs) three animated films in the Avatar universe are in production Mm -hmm. now this comes from comicbook.com guys please don't be assholes I'm not saying that they're right. You know, I don't think this is a report from anybody that actually is working at Paramount or working at Nickelodeon or working on these projects. I don't know this for a fact, but this is where we get this from. Comicbook.com says, Avatar Last Airbender is currently working on a huge comeback with three new animated movie projects now in production. And the first details about what we might expect to see have been detailed in new report. 
Paramount and Nickelodeon previously announced their desire to expand the Avatar universe with more projects with the creation of Avatar Studios with the intent of bringing original series creators Brian Konietzko and Michael DiMartino back to oversee this new expansion. It was teased that this new endeavor would lead to both new animated films and series, but but word has been minimal about what these new projects would actually entail in terms of potential stories. Here's what got me. While Paramount has officially announced that three new Avatar animated films are now in the works, and Lauren Montgomery has been attached as the director for the first of these new projects, a new report from Avatar News is noting that these three new projects are likely going to be new movies starring Avatar Kiyoshi, one focused on Zuko, and one set in the Legend of Korra era of this series. But none of these details have yet to be confirmed, so take it with a pinch of salt. I'll repeat that. A new report from Avatar News is noting that these three new projects are likely going to be new movies starring Avatar Kiyoshi, one focused on Zuko, and one set in the Legend of Korra era of the series. None of these details have yet to be confirmed, so take with a pinch of salt. So, let's start with what they just said. Take it with a pinch of salt. We don't know any of this for fact There's no reason to get all hyped up and super mega excited. There's also no reason to get all mad and start flipping tables. (laughs) Pinch of salt. We don't know for sure. Let's pretend that we know for sure. Why are they doing this? (laughs) I don't want this. Can I just be honest? I love Avatar. I don't want it. I don't want it. And it's not because of that shitty Last Airbender uh, movie. I don't give a fuck about that movie. Is it my least favorite movie of all time? Absolutely. I don't think anybody gives a fuck about that movie. I fucking hate that movie. (laughs) With a passion. I I despise that movie. I don't give a fuck about that movie. I don't want this because Avatar is perfect. Right. I don't want all this extra shit. Right. I feel like... I don't know, the fact that, like, you know, how he said, how it had, like, a new kind of renaissance era of it coming to Netflix, and it's just like, oh, y'all really fuck with Avatar. Okay, we'll just, you know, Mm -hmm. put some three new shows out that we've been kind of, like, hinting at Mm -hmm. for the past couple years, but we haven't really, like, gained traction for it. But now that y'all really, like, fuck with Avatar like that, we'll just put out three new movies. I don't want (laughs) to. I don't want it. And listen, that's with me knowing these movies could be awesome. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the fact that I don't need it. (laughs) Toy Story 4 was incredible. I didn't need Toy Story 4. I still don't need Toy Story 4. The trilogy was perfect. Yeah. Now let me say, a Kiyoshi movie would be badass. Because I was just thinking... That's like, a bad bitch. Because <laughs> I just feel like out of all of the avatars that we kind of like spent time with, you know, Korra, Aang, we kind of like hinted with Kiyoshi a little bit more than all the other ones, you know, like all the kind of recent ones in the cycle, like... What's the airbender one? I forget his name all the time. No, the airbender. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Her. I was thinking about the waterbender. No, and him. The yeah, him too. So it's like, we kind of like know 
like who they are because they like kind of said them in the show mm -hmm. but we kind of got a little bit more kiyoshi because like they were on kiyoshi island and they kind of had this whole monument inspired by how great of an avatar she was so it's like you know we kind of see we could see how like she was as an avatar and like how she came about and like her stances were not stances like <laughs> but yeah, like know you know yeah. um and just how she basically used her powers because every avatar we've seen uses their powers differently like mm -hmm. you know um with roku like he was bro that nigga is fire i don't give he's, a fuck no pun intended <laughs> he's fire as shit and he's been like you know, dedicated to like learning all of his abilities, and we've seen that nigga in action. So mm -hmm. it's like we've been able to actually grasp like Roku as an avatar. We've been able to grasp Aang as an avatar and how he like doesn't like to fight unless it's necessary. You know, mm -hmm. and then with Korra, it's like she she's a very fired spirit. Mm -hmm. So she like fights whenever it's necessary, but she also like kind of. I don't know how to explain it. She's just very confident in her abilities. And I right. feel like, you know, seeing those different personalities in the avatars and how they use their powers, it would be interesting to see Kiyoshi and see how she is as a person. Yeah, I nah, I'd love to see Kiyoshi. The only the only other two things that give me question marks is Zuko and Korra. <laughs> First of all, the Korra series was not super well received. Now, the the word around town, and I say the word around town because I haven't seen all of Korra. I've only seen season one, which I thought was cool. Mm. I thought it was okay. The word around town is it gets better after season one. Like season one and two are kind of, but when you get to three and four, it takes off. That's the word around town. But the overall consensus I hear is just that Legend of Korra is okay. Mm. I just, I don't feel like... I understand why we're getting a movie set in the era of Korra. I feel like the only reason they're doing that is because one of the things that I like about Korra is like the industrial, like inspired, like time period that they're mm -hmm. in. So it's like, it's really fun to see like, okay, before we were riding on Appa with Aang and them and they didn't have cars, they didn't have planes and all that type of shit so it's like moving into an era where they're like okay we have cars now we can like drive on streets and mm -hmm. do all that extra shit it's like i don't know i like that stylistic like choice that they did especially like for a new avatar like continuation mm -hmm. so i definitely like see the vision i just don't necessarily know what they would do with the story me like either. I don't really know what they would talk about other than like cause I feel like they did everything that they needed to do in Korra like even though it wasn't as well received as with Avatar The Last Airbender I feel like Korra ended in a way that it didn't need to continue mm. so I don't know I don't know either and I for sure don't know why we're getting a Zuko story <laughs> I mean maybe this is the only thing I can assume maybe they want to tell the story of him finding his mom. Now, I know that that's in a book. I know that's in a book, and the book is canon. 
that was one of the reasons why I always was just kind of eh on like the announcement of a Legend of Korra series because I was just like, why are we not finding Zuko's mom? <laughs> like, why are we not continuing the story that you started, quote unquote, at the end of Avatar? Right. And it's just like that's the only thing I would assume. But listen, it, all of this doesn't matter. My main point is just that I don't really want these things. And it's weird because I'm usually an advocate for these kind of things because they don't ruin the original. Mm. You know, it's not like the original is fed. All these people, they'll be like, no, you're trying to ruin the first one. You cannot ruin something by making a sequel. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how garbage the sequel is. The only negative aspect that comes with making a shit sequel is that yeah there are going to be people or a shit reboot or whatever there are going to be people that see that shit sequel reboot remake and that's the first thing they see from the property and then they're just like oh well it turns them off from the original so that's that's a negative but it's like honestly that's kind of your fault (laughs) i blame that more on you than i blame on the studios for doing what the studios are supposed to do which is whatever can make them money Right. So it's like, I don't know, man. With Avatar, I just feel like it's so perfect. And it seems like everything that has come out so far related to Avatar has just been subpar. Not that it has to be as good as Avatar. It just has to be great on its own. Mm. So I don't know. I don't want these, but... I think, like, the only thing, like, going, like, talking about, like, the Legend of Korra um, era time, I think, like, if they would do it, they would kind of do it in, like, okay, do you remember that whole flashback scene of um, when they were kind of adults, like, Aang in the game? Mm -hmm. They were, like, basically adults at that time, but, like... In the show, we kind of see... We see Zuko, we see Toph, and we see um, Katara, Mm -hmm. but we don't see Sokka. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know what happens to him, really. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. I feel like if they were to do it in that time period, they would focus on what happens after, you know, we last see them in Avatar, The Last Airbender, and, like, kind of focus on what happens after that. Because that is a big time skip from him being 12 to him being, like, fucking 30 going on 40 right so i don't know i don't know either i don't know but i try to be optimistic we're just gonna have to wait and see yeah so moving on from that uh this one should be pretty short um i just kind of had the idea in my head this week um that fucking boondocks reboot now first of all uh, shout out and rest in peace to John Witherspoon. Vanessa's punch in the air. <laughs> rest in peace to John Witherspoon. Rest in peace to Pops, man. Nigga was a legend. Besides Granddad, Granddad I'm sorry. Besides Boondocks, like dude was just awesome. Yeah. Um, Boondocks Friday and, and Friday and fucking so many movies, man. And um, Boondocks is a show that I don't have a emotional nostalgic connection with because I didn't watch it like that mm-hmm. but um I did watch it a lot yeah. and I do watch it a lot today and I <laughs> I do love the show I think it's great um you know seasons four and five aren't so awesome but no, there's only four 
Oh, I'm sorry. Season four is not so awesome, but season one, two, and three are pretty fucking great. Um, they tried to get this reboot off the ground, but they announced in February of this year that, you know, there's no more plans moving forward for a reboot. I personally feel like that's for the best. Not for the reasons you might think, though, because I think a lot of Boondock stands will be like, we don't need this anyway, especially since John Witherspoon isn't back. Well, I don't really feel like that's the reason why I say we don't need this. I personally just feel like we don't need this because I don't think Boondock's humor can work today. I think we're in an age and an era where that kind of humor is a little outdated. And I feel like that humor is more going to just garner a negative response and a backlash more than anything. And like a cringe. Like that humor is a product of its time. And while people like you and I can watch those old episodes and be like, man, this is hilarious. Like we can acknowledge that it's kind of fucked up, but we can like still laugh at it. I don't think a lot of people today would laugh at that. And I don't know. I think Boondocks might be one of those things where it's perfect where it is. I'm going to have to slightly disagree. Feel free. I, okay, because Boondocks started as a comic strip. It was literally just a comic in the Sunday, everyday, weekly paper. Mm -hmm. And it was just a little comic strip that would pop up, you know, Mm -hmm. here and there. And it's nothing, it's literally nothing like the Boondocks, like the show. show. Mm. It was literally just like, okay, yeah, like Riley is Riley in a way. Like he's the typical like hood ass ratchet ghetto ass nigga (laughs) (laughs) the typical nigga right um and then huey is just like this profound ass mlk spokesperson and he's just like very like fight the power right fight the power (laughs) in tune with his blackness um you know granddad's granddad he's just he's taking care of uh both huey and riley but it's just like you know he's old as shit so he Mm. has very like you know old ass phrases that he says whatever cool so when we get a show about it it's like you know it kind of plays off of the comic strip but not really like most of the shit in the comic strip is not really in the show so it's like it kind of takes a new stance on the characters like their experiences and what they do each episode mm-hmm. but it's still like it's still them like they're still them mm-hmm. so i feel like if they were to do a show now it would definitely be like in tune with how we are today like it wouldn't be like those like outdated ass like jokes you know like how you were saying like back in 2006 2007 and it would just kind of cater to the audience a little bit better like yeah it'll probably offend some people but it's boondocks it's meant Mm -hmm. to offend people it's meant to like target you know certain topics and certain people specifically and just kind of like raise their blood pressure a little bit and kind of make them angry Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's meant to like you know grab us as a people and just kind of like look at our differences too because we got some fucked up shit that we do and we have different stereotypes that we can acknowledge and be like yeah we be doing that shit so it's like 
I feel like Boondocks, if it did, you know, if it was continuing, it would have, like, catered to us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And we would actually have a show to connect with now. Because, um, you know, like, a lot of shows, like, nowadays and, you know, even movies, like, we don't really have shit like Boondocks anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, but it's the truth. So, I don't know. I feel like they could have did something, but... Now that it's, like, kind of official that it's not coming back, it kind of makes me sad because it's like, damn, I really, really wanted it to come back. But if it's not coming back, then I'll just cherish the memories that I did have watching it and just live my life, I guess. I definitely feel everything you just said. (laughs) And I don't uh, don't really disagree. I just feel, you know, I don't know. Boondocks just feels a little different to me. But I definitely feel everything you're saying. If they really did attack it in the way that you're saying they attacked it, I guess I was looking at it in the way that they attack it the way they attacked it back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I would not want. Yeah. But if they attacked it in the way that you're talking about, yeah, I'd be down for it. Um, I guess I have an overall issue with the whole reboot remaking thing. I wish we would just take more of an effort into introducing the new generations to the old shit Mm. instead of like being like, oh, let's because that's the excuse they use for the Disney live action shit. Right. Like they use the excuse of, oh, no, this is for the the new generation. The old one is fine. Right. (laughs) Like you can grasp the old one just fine. Right. Like, why do you have to polish polish it up and make it live action and make it real clean for the new audiences? It's like, I'm pretty sure, like, they can watch the old movies just, just like, like they watch did. a new one. Right. <laughs> so, like, I don't understand that. But, yeah, I feel everything you just said. So, maybe one day, you know, maybe it'll get back off the ground. Um, I do feel, like, I do feel slightly different. Because you know how we were talking about Avatar and, like, you know, how the original creators aren't coming back on the show because of, you know, creative differences. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happened with Boondock Season 4 and how Aaron Magruder didn't come back for Season 4, even Mm -hmm. though, like, you know, all this other shit was happening behind the scenes. We don't really know. But essentially, creative differences were happening and Aaron Magruder was just like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that so you can have my source material but I'm I'm leaving same, and it showed same thing with Spongebob with Steven Hillenburg cause mm-hmm. he uh, R.I.P. to Steven Hillenburg there's too many dead people <laughs> um cause he planned three Spongebob seasons and a movie and mm-hmm. then like you know y'all can keep making the shit if you want to I'm dipping right even though he eventually came back you know what I'm saying pretty much the same thing right so it's just like I feel like there's certain things that we can make exceptions for because it's like we we seen the 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 switch. We definitely seen the switch from season three to season four. There was definitely a switch mm-hmm. from like the essence of the show because it's like obviously if you have all of his source material if you have all the lines you have everything you need to make season four if you don't have the original creator to go behind the scenes and like talk to the actors and say oh you need to say it this way instead of this way or i want it to be this way instead of this way Mm. it makes a difference it does make a difference i do have a devil's advocate for you harry potter 
The Fantastic Beasts movies are mostly written by J.K. Rowling. The last two have not been received very well at all. Well, that's what I was saying. I feel like, so, like that's what I was saying. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it could just, it, it's just different for some things, you know. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes, a lot of times having that original creator there makes a better difference. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it don't. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like. Okay, if season four ended up being like, you know, the rest of the season, then I honestly, I wouldn't even have a problem with it. But it's just the fact that we can tell the right. difference between seasons one through three and the fourth one. Right. It's like, in season, and I'm not even saying like season four is trash. It's just like, I, I don't feel the soul of the show in season four like I did in seasons one through three. That's what Facts. I'm saying. So it's like, you know, the Avatar shit, we haven't seen it yet, but it's the fact that, like, it's the same situation, creative differences, the studio isn't, you know, really fucking with some of the ideas, the creator is, you know, what what's the word? Um, presenting. Presenting. Um, so it's like, we don't really know how it's going to turn out, but it's just the fact that, like, the essence of the show is... It's kind of kind of missing a little bit in season four of Boondocks, mm. and that could be the same situation with Avatar. It's like the essence of these shows slash movies might be gone because the original creators aren't there. Regardless of all of this across anime, across Avatar, across Boondocks, I mean, let's just all pray that the animators get compensated properly. True. Because they get overworked to shit. No, especially over there in Japan. I will never forget that tweet that uh, fucking the dude from um, that was that's working on like Attack on Titan. Mm. He literally like tweeted like Talking about I haven't, dude that haven't seen his family. Yeah, he was like, I haven't been home in three days. And I was like, are Bruh. you serious? <laughs> and then he deleted it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that's not OK. It's not OK. It's, it's not okay, you know? All right, we are going to move into Top Gun Maverick. So, for anybody who doesn't know shit about this movie, uh, basically, 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 Tom Cruise is an actor in a movie called Top Gun, and it came out in the 80s, and it's a classic. And sequel to it came out this year, Top Gun Maverick. Tom Cruise is in it. And this film is huge. And this film is doing incredible. Even though it got delayed like three years. (laughs) Oh my God. It got delayed so many times. But thankfully so. Because, you know, the reason they kept delaying it was just that, you know, we want this movie to be as successful as it possibly can. We don't want outside forces to be playing a part in that COVID. Right. So, yeah, this movie's incredible, man. And um, it's been out for a while. It's been out for a minute, you know, about a month or so. Um, I actually took Vanessa to see it yesterday, last night. And, um, you know, I love the film. I think it's incredible. I think the filmmaking is awesome. I think the writing is great. All the actors are fantastic. I think this film just proves that you can make a fun summer blockbuster without it being brain dead. Right. One thing that has always irritated me, like, 
the Transformers movies, right? I love the first one. I really like the third one. Two is trash, four is trash, five is trash. The main thing the fans of the Transformers movies love to say is, don't you know just how to have fun? Just You just got to turn your brain off, man. You just can't think about it. You got to turn your brain off. Talk on Maverick proves you shouldn't have to turn your brain off to enjoy something. <laughs> you should be able to leave your brain on and still enjoy a fun summer blockbuster film. You know, like, it doesn't have to be the deepest shit ever. It doesn't have to be Inception or (laughs) fucking Blade Runner 2049. Or everything everywhere. Or everything everywhere. Like, it can literally just be a really fun... Dude, they don't even tell you who the bad guys are in this movie. Right. They don't give them a name or a label or anything. They just... In black clothing. <laughs> They're just in black clothing. They have a star in a circle. So you know they're some kind of communist or some shit. <laughs> and it's just... This film is beautiful. And the action sequences are incredible. The things they do with these jets. The things they do with these actors in these jets. The music. This film is just awesome. And it's one of those things that just gets me excited about being a huge film fan. But... I'm going to stop because I could go on and on and on and on and on. I'm going to let Vanessa give her thoughts on Top Gun Maverick. Um, I, well, okay. Um, aside from Batman, that's literally been like my top movie of the year. Shocking. (laughs) And I don't even like Batman. That's the craziest part. I didn't even want to see Top Gun and I still freaking love this movie, bro. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just feel like with some movies, like, they're okay, but it just really doesn't, like, they don't really grab me as much as Top Gun did. I feel like I was watching, like, I love anime. So I feel like I was watching an anime in Top Gun. Like, I know that doesn't really make any sense, but, like, me watching anime, like, has a different feeling for me than watching, like, you know a regular movie like everywhere everything everywhere all at once or like what's that movie with Nicolas Cage the unbearable weight of massive talent yeah something like that so it's just like it just brought a different like feeling for me like watching the, the movie because it's like I didn't even see the first one yet I still felt like those scenes where it's like oh yeah like homeboy died and spoilers homeboy died and like he's still feeling that guilt 30 years later and it's like he sees his son and like not his son but you know the guy that dies son and he's just like feeling that regret and being like I could have been a better father figure to him and like all the other shit it's just like I don't know I feel like I felt more towards this movie and these characters than I would with any other movie Mm -hmm. so yeah and the soundtrack is great. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that song was. That shit was he. <laughs> Which is in the original, too. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie's awesome. And, bro, it's made a fucking billion dollars. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. It's actually crossed $1.1 billion as of this weekend. So, that's awesome. Doctor Strange couldn't do it. That's weird. <laughs> Saying a movie that's not a Marvel movie made a billion dollars this year is weird. 
But, hey, it's a fun weird. You know, yeah. this movie's incredible. I love that it's getting people out to the theater to watch something that they maybe didn't even think they were interested in. Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome. I personally have a couple quick reviews. Uh, Vanessa, unfortunately, did not get to see a couple of these, but I did over the weekend before this one. Um, I checked out The Bad Guys. I know that's been out for a while, but, um, you know, DreamWorks, I like DreamWorks. I used to love DreamWorks. You know, it just feels like DreamWorks Animation, they have films that are incredible, like top shelf like right. Shrek Shrek 2 Madagascar 1 Megamind I'll even throw Rise of the Guardians in there uh, why um, you do that <laughs> uh, Ants like they have films the uh, Wallace and Gromit The Curse of the Were-Rabbit they have films that are top shelf Kung Fu Panda holy shit Kung Fu Panda Kung Fu Panda 2 How to Train Your Dragon How to Train Your Dragon 2 then they have movies that are Shark Tale and Shrek oh Four, and and I know you, I know y'all like Shark Tale. It's okay to like some garbage. No, stop. <laughs> um, and Kung Fu Panda Three, and you know, like sometimes they get really, really mediocre, and it's like you know, DreamWorks kind of lost my attention personally. But I saw this film, you know, I saw the trailers and I always was like, you know what, I got to check that out. Unfortunately, a lot of shit was coming out around the same time, but I got around to seeing it. I'm glad I did. This movie's fun as hell. <laughs> like, it's fun. The animation is obviously very inspired by Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but not in the sense of it's copying that style, more just like you can tell that it was inspired by it. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like, the animation is beautiful. The voice cast is Awesome. Sam Rockwell is great. Uh, Aquafina is great. She's not annoying. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's some other actors in there that you can pick out. Uh, Zazie Beetz is in there. She's great. The characters are great. Just a couple of issues. I do feel like I'm getting tired of twist villains in animated films, just in general. Like, not even like, you know, not even saying that this twist villain was so bad. It's more just like. The same way I, with Jurassic World Dominion, I'm getting sick of like, oh, the big bad evil corporations are doing whatever they can to make money. The same way I'm sick of that storyline, I'm just getting a little sick of, oh, surprise, I'm a bad guy, even though I showed no signs of being a bad guy this whole time. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, and I do feel like the film goes a tad too long. I don't feel like the last third lacks any of the creativity that was in the first two thirds. I just feel like those creative ideas weren't as great. So it it definitely starts to feel like, okay, guys, like it's time to wrap it up. But other than that, I thought this movie was fun as fuck. Um, Another film I caught last weekend was Elvis. Very, very highly anticipated film for me because personally, me being in the black community, I don't give a fuck about Elvis. (laughs) You know, not the person, you know, RIP to the person. I don't know the guy. But in terms of his music and who he was as an, as an artist, we're kind of taught in the black community not to give a shit about Elvis because he, quote unquote, stole rock music. I don't personally feel like he stole anything. I definitely feel like he was inspired and influenced by rock music from black people and gospel and R&B. I feel like he could have done more to shed light on the genre he was influenced by. At the same time, we're talking about the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Where there wasn't really the incentive or the push that there is today for you to, you know... Give credit to black people. Give credit, (laughs) right. So, you know, I don't have any problem with Elvis, the person. Um, I don't have any problem with Elvis, the artist. I do like a few of his songs. Uh, I can tell you firsthand, this movie's fucking great. This is my second favorite movie of the year. It's awesome. It's directed by Boz Lerman. I've never seen any of his movies before. So I wasn't really ready for his directing style. His style is very energetic. It's in your face. It's very flashy. It's very quick. So like the scenes go by like that. Look like that. Like the film is at a breakneck speed for like the whole time. And if you don't like that kind of style when you first get on board, like for the first 20 or 30 minutes, you're probably not going to love the movie. For me, I loved it. I thought it was super creative. I think, oh my God, Austin Butler as Elvis is incredible, dude. Literally the first 20 minutes, I forgot I was watching an actor. I thought I was looking at somebody. I just felt like I was just watching Elvis Presley. Right. Like, it's just, the dude is fucking unrecognizable. Tom Hanks. I didn't think this dude could play a role where I hated his character. (laughs) I hate this guy in this movie, but it says he's so good at being this dickhead. He's so perfect at being this slimy, opportunistic fuck. And he's just, it's great because I hate him. <laughs> You're meant to hate him. I, I love to hate him, man. And it's just, oh, to bring it back to anime, he's like Asklad from Vinland Saga. Like, I just, I <laughs> love to Asklad's hate you. A, a different breed. A, a much different breed. Asklad's you a fucking. You love to love him and you love to hate him. Yeah, Asklad's a menace. Like, <laughs> Tom Hanks' character is just kind of a scumbag. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I, I thought this movie was awesome. And like, the fact that, you know, I don't even listen to Elvis. The fact that I could watch a movie about him and love the film, I mean, that has to say something about the filmmaking. So, yeah, that movie's great. I can't wait to get Ness in the theater to see it before it leaves theaters. I love it. Moving back into something we both can talk about, a movie I saw pretty early was The Black Phone. I went to uh, the Thursday night premiere, I think I did. And I loved it. And it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Because I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, I want to see that. And you were just like, mm, I don't know. Why you got to make me sound like Because it? that's how you said it. Oh, Whenever, my God. Anytime we would see the trailer, you'd just be like, mm, I don't know. It's not really, the trailer's not really doing it for me. You know how you be. I know how I be. <laughs> so it's just like, but I was just thinking like, no, like it's giving me like Coraline vibes. Like I it's feel like. It's giving bad, bitch. Oh my God, please, please. <laughs> like it was very much giving me like the creepy, like thriller suspense type of vibe that Coraline gives whenever mm. like, you know, you're like in this world that's like off. Mm-hmm. kind of and it's like there are definitely like spiritual like aspects of the show but it's not like the movie I'm, yeah of the <laughs> movie sorry um but it's not like super like it doesn't like direct the movie if that makes sense yeah no as I, I said this when we came out too it's that 
this movie is being advertised as a horror movie when it's more of a thriller. Yeah. It's more of a very good thriller. Yeah. There are horror elements. Yes. There. You know, they got Ooh. me a couple times. Oh, no, because <laughs> that first jump scare... It, it gets you because it doesn't come Ooh. until late. It is so late into the movie. Like halfway and when through. it happened, oh God, I almost shit myself. Bruh, like. <laughs> <laughs> I literally like, I froze in space and I was like, oh shit. And I said it so loud. And I was like. I heard you. <laughs> I said it so loud and I was like, oh, that got me. That Bruh. really got me. Oh it, my God. It got a lot of people. <laughs> it was the same reaction the first time I saw it. The same reaction especially for me I was like oh shit like the jump scares in this are really good um the kid actors are great Mm. and that's something you don't really get to say often like I don't like being harsh on kid actors because that is a hard thing to do directing a child like that that is very difficult so it's like I don't really like shitting on kid actors Let's be honest. Most of the time, kid actors aren't great. Like, we love WandaVision. We love Doctor Strange. Them twins. <laughs> they're not even twins. But them, them two brothers are not great. <laughs> they're definitely awkward sometimes. <laughs> but here in the black phone, like... I feel like we would feel differently if we started uh, Stranger Things. Maybe. Maybe. And we got to get into that. We really got to start that. Because I hear it's fucking awesome. I hear it's so great, bro. But, um, nah, these kids are fantastic. The main kid is great. Um, Finn is his name. He's great. Uh, his sister, Gwen, holy shit. She's awesome, man. And she's hilarious. Literally. It's like, you know, most of those, like, movies where it's like, you know, the younger sister is really annoying. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like you actually see a genuine, like, kind of brother-sisterly, like, relationship. Right. And, like, it's not to the point where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, they're the best version of, like, no. It's mm. not even like that. It's literally just, like, this most, like, they have genuine interactions where it's just like, I can see me having that right. conversation with my sister. Exactly. Or my brother. So it's like, you know, it's cool. For those who don't know anything about what we're talking about, so basically, The Black Phone is a horror film where there's a kidnapper and he's snatching up kids. Yep. Like, that's really all I want you to know. Because it's like, I want you to walk into this film the way I walked into it, not knowing jack shit. Right. And it's just such a beautiful surprise. Ethan Hawke plays the kidnapper, and Ethan Hawke is a god amongst men. Like, that dude is great. I loved him in Sinister. And by the way, this is directed by the same dude who did Sinister. And he directed Doctor Strange, uh, the first one. And I love Ethan Hawke. He's not in the movie like you would think. Like, he's not in the movie. Like, he's not, like, in every scene. He's actually not in it much. And when you see him, you don't really see his face. Right. But he is scary. Yeah. And it's like, this is, like we were just talking about with Top Gun Maverick, I feel like people have just expected horror movies to just be a bunch of jump scares and then that's it. Right. You can have a horror movie and still write a good movie. You know, stop giving shit passes. You know, stop being like, oh, it's just for kids. Oh, it's just a horror movie. Oh, it's just a monster movie. It can still be a good movie, dude. Right. (laughs) And, like, I feel like this movie's awesome, man. Like, 
I don't even want to give y'all any details. I just want y'all to see it because you'll watch it and I almost guarantee you'll fall in love with it. It's it's great. So Agreed. Definitely one of the tops of the year. Alrighty, and we got only a couple more topics here. Uh listen. It is July 5th, actually. It's, <laughs> it's 1 o'clock in the morning. But um, we are just a few days away from seeing Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Bruh. I'm so hyped, bro. <laughs> I'm so gassed. We are just a few days away, bro. Literally. Just a few days. Talk briefly, right? Top, uh, Not Top Gun, but Doctor Strange was not able to quite hit that billion dollar i actually can look it up real fast and see how much it has made so far of course it's hella slowed down because this is on disney plus right now um it has hit 951 million that is fucking awesome that's great so let's not be these fucking idiots on social media it only made 951 million you go out there and make 900 fucking million (laughs) dollars Take some with your little bullshit phone and record some, and you go out there and make nine hundred fucking million dollars. <laughs> fucking assholes! It didn't make a billion. Oh, that means it's a failure. Fuck off! Way to show that you know fuck shit about movies. Like right. fuck out of here. But nine hundred million—that ain't nothing to sneeze at. That is a mega success. We did expect that, Billy. Since Spider-Man hit. Like damn near two Billy, hmm. we kind of expected that Billy, and it has to be said, if Doctor Strange released in China, it would have hit that Billy. It definitely would have. It would have hit that Billy easily. But Doctor Strange didn't hit the Billy. We're not gonna go a year without Marvel getting at least one joints in there. So Thor: Love and Thunder, I personally think it definitely has high chances of hitting the Billy, and the reason why. The reason why I say Doctor or not Doctor Strange, Thor: Love and Thunder has a higher chance of hitting a Billy than Doctor Strange did, is because when Thor: Love and Thunder's first trailer released, I got a call from my mother, (laughs) with her telling me to tell her when the tickets go on sale for Thor: Love and Thunder. My fucking mother does not watch Marvel movies. (laughs) My mom called me asking me when this movie comes out. <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder is going to make a billion dollars. Listen, it's like, I feel like with um, Doctor Strange, it, it definitely, listen, Scarlet Witch is that bitch. I don't she care. is. But I feel like she, she could only do so much for the movie in general. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a really a fan of like the mystical arts and like witchcraft and stuff like that, this movie's not really gonna be for you. Right. But with lore, lore, why do Thor. I keep doing that? I don't that? know why you keep doing that. <laughs> Thor, love and thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is gonna appeal to a plethora mm-hmm. of audiences. So it's like the fact that your mom was literally just like, "Tell me when the tickets go on sale." It's like, obviously. There's a deeper audience that Thor has, especially since Ragnarok. It's like, you know, Thor, the Thor movies haven't, you know. They didn't start too awesome. No, they didn't start too great. <laughs> but it's just like the fact that Ragnarok gained tracking was just like, oh, 
So this is what y'all can do for a Thor mm-hmm. movie. And Taika Waititi is just like, you know, this is what I want to do with Thor's character. And, you know, have these, you know, different aspects of the thing. It's like, you know, with Thor, Love and Thunder, it's like, okay, we're going to expand on that. And kind of right. just like go, you know, a different route than what we've been doing for the first two movies. But still capture the essence of who Thor is a, as a character. Because like, like I said before, it's like. Thor's kind of like a satire character at this point. Right. So it's like, he's just been through so much shit, but he laughs about it. And it's right. just like, it's so fucked up because it's like he lost his mom, his dad, his brother, his girl. No, not his girl. His best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just lost Not his so girl many. yet. Not, shut up. Man, <laughs> she's getting killed. I don't know yet. But still, he's just lost so many people. And he just kind of like says it as a joke to not cry about it I guess and not be this emo ass character but you know we we get to see Thor in a different light and it's like I feel like Taika Waititi's like direction with like just like the vibrancy of Thor cause like I, I don't know if it's just me but I feel like Thor the Dark World was just very dark and grimy like I just feel like there were a lot of dark and like gray and burgundy colors like towards dark Thor the Dark World. But it was very dull. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like those like, kind of colors. Because like, dark and grimy can work because the Batman, right? But like Thor the Dark World was like lifeless. I like, feel like 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 what I'm saying, like gray is kind of just like that lifeless color. Like mm. whenever you suck the life and color out of things they turn gray right right so it's like i feel like gray was pretty much thor the dark world so mm-hmm. it was just very soulless and lifeless right but with thor ragnarok it's very blue and red and green and yellow and all these vibrant mm-hmm. colors and it's just like you were able to really like capture the essence of thor mm-hmm. a little bit better than what you did with thor the dark world mm-hmm. so i feel like now that we're going in the direction of gore the god killer and it's like all these different things happening it's like i don't know i'm kind of inside yeah it's is i think it's easy for us like nerds and yes us marvel fans and comic book fans we kind of communicate online and it's like it's easy to get into an echo chamber a little bit and to make us think that everybody's excited for something when in reality it might just be all of us online. Mm. So it's like, as far as Doctor Strange, I have to be honest, the only hype I heard from heard, the only people I heard hype from were people like us online. It reaches a different type of audience when you're talking about my mother. Right. When you're talking about just the random soccer mom. When yeah. you when you're talking about just the random dude that works, you know, at fucking Comcast who, you know, just happened to see the trailer on TV and was like, "Oh, that looks fun." Right. Like, you know, it's just a different audience you reach. Right. So, yeah, this movie's going to make a billy. I'm counting on it. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. All righty. So, we are going to man, this has been a crazy show so we are going to move into our final topic of the day we did it for music we gotta do it for films best films of the year let's get it 
So far. Oh. So far. It's only July. So, just like before, Vanessa has not seen as many films as I have this year. So, she's going to go first. So, what you got, Vanessa? What's okay. your favorite films of the year so far? So, I'm 13. I have Morbius. What? Don't even do that. Don't even. What? Shut up. Stop. Stop it now. You're talking about... Bruh, you're talking about the critically You hate that shit, too. I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... I... Okay, I didn't hate it, but... No, I, I did. Feel, <laughs> I feel like it was just one of those like like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like fucking I don't know those old ass fucking vampire movies that we used to see like back in the day it was just that kind of movie and I wasn't interested in the story as much you know I when I first seen the trailer, I was excited for it because I'm like, ooh, you know, we kind of have this conflicted character that's battling with this unknown power. You know, he kind of, he's a scientist. He kind of fucked up a little bit in the lab. You know, kind of, you know, Bruce Banner is like a Deadpool-ish kind of, you know. I was excited for a conflicted character that's battling with this, like, oh, should I be evil or should I be good kind of story. So I was like, okay. I was kind of feeling that in the trailers because, you know, the the way that they, you know, choreographed it and stuff. But then they dropped that scene, like the first look scene, and mm-hmm. we were just looking at it like, what the fuck? What is this shit? Mm-hmm. No, Mm-mm. put it back in the drafts. Mm-mm. Put it back. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like watching this movie, it wasn't, I, I wasn't miserable. It was just bland. I what mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything towards the characters. I wasn't feeling the story. And I wasn't really feeling like the direction that they were taking as far as like, oh, like Morbius is kind of like this character that, you know, kind of got this power from being a scientist. And then he kind of just, you know, not really knowing how to control his powers and then he has this bloodthirst and that he has to go and drink artificial blood like i don't understand i don't i don't know it's just i really wasn't feeling this story so 13 is at morbius or morbius is at 13 12 the lost city um i didn't really i wasn't i did not enjoy the movie or i did not enjoy the movie whatever um it's just one of those movies that's just like on the hallmark channel it's just kind of like one of those movies that come on but i'm not gonna turn it off if it's on but it's just you know one of those movies that comes on and i'm just like oh, okay i've seen that it's it's okay you know john cena is kind of great uh sandra bullock you know she always does her shit in the, those kind of movies um what's what's the guy's name from uh harry potter Baby? Baby? Baby! Yes? What's the, uh, what's the guy's name from Harry Potter? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, him. He's, uh, I don't know why they always put him, ever since Harry Potter, he's always just 
played a villain. <laughs> like he's always playing a villain now, and I don't understand that. But you know, he's kind of psychotic in this movie, which is fine. But it's like it's so weird seeing him in a different role than Harry Potter. Um, I have Scream Five at eleven. Um. I more so put this here because I had more fun with it than I originally thought I would because we watched like, no, we didn't watch Green. We watched Halloween. But, you know, I was expecting like kind of the same experience with Scream 5 as Halloween. Like I was going to laugh at it in general just because they do stupid shit. Like mm. why the fuck is there nobody at the goddamn hospital? Well, don't it's, get me started. It, the power is out. There's nobody there. Don't get me started. And somebody getting chopped the fuck up. Don't I don't, get me started. I don't understand that. But whatever. Whatever. At 10, I have The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage. Um... I had a pretty good time with this movie like you know it's just one of those you know movies that i seen and i you know enjoyed myself i had some good laughs there were some good ass jokes so yeah number 10 um number nine ambulance <laughs> 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 ambulance is at number nine <laughs> It's so funny because the movie is not good, but it's, it's like, not. In, it's not good in a way that it makes it good. It's so bad that it's good. <laughs> that makes any kind of sense at all. It's like, uh, what's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the guy from Candyman. Yaya abdul Ah, I got, I almost got there. <laughs> I almost had it. Uh, uh, one second. Hold, please. Yaya Abdul Mateen. I was there. I was there. <laughs> yeah, their Just dynamic uh, is very interesting. It's not typical, but it works for some reason. Like they make their chemistry on set work, and mm. it's it's honestly not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it definitely has some strange moments, and I'm just like, <laughs> why the fuck did they do this? movie but it's so bad that it's good i i really can't explain it that further than that <laughs> um at number eight i have sonic uh sonic the hedgehog 2 i didn't see the first one um honestly i don't really feel like i needed to to see the second one but it was still great i love i freaking love jim carrey bro like yeah. he's a fucking badass i yeah. love him <laughs> um but yeah this movie was really funny I like <laughs> I like uh, Knuckles' character. He yeah. was <laughs> he reminds me of Drax for real. Like he's for just real. such a he's so oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, at seven, I have the Northmen. Um, I really just like the like story that they went like. Um, it was very. Um, I don't really know. It was very, like, okay, it was a Viking story, which I love. I don't know too many Viking stories that I've seen other than, you know, um, The Witcher. I mean, that's not really a Viking story. It's more just, like, a medieval time period. But, um, Vinland Saga and stuff like that. I like Viking stories, so I was interested How to Train Your Dragon is Vikings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was interested to see it, but I just love the story and, like, 
you know, the things that happened in it, it very much reminded me of Vinland Saga, and Vinland Saga is fucking amazing, so I really like that aspect. Um, number six is Turning Red. Honestly, um, I know you said that you weren't really feeling the trailers, but I, I was, and I just, I don't know, I saw potential in it, and I was like, I really want to see this movie. Like, even though we probably won't see it in theaters, like, if it comes to Disney+, Plus, we have to watch it. So, when we did, it was a fucking fun-ass time. So, I really enjoyed Turning Red. It was very, like, it was interesting. It was mm -hmm. a different, like, kind of story that they usually tell with Disney movies and stuff like that. And it was very, like, character-driven and just, you know, interesting. Um... Number five, I have everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I don't really remember liking the trailers like that. I remember seeing them, and I remember seeing how weird the trailers were, and I'm like, that <laughs> fucking, that looks insane. And the, the movie's definitely insane. Yes. So it's like, if you really fuck with weird shit like that, then you're definitely going to love this movie. But it's, it's just like... <laughs> Everything that everything right. everything that happens in the movie is just fucking weird. So you really just have to like kind of pay attention, but like not really think too much about it because you're gonna drive yourself insane mm. trying to like put all the pieces together. It's just kind of like you. It's an experience mm. mostly watching that movie. Um, Doctor Strange is at number four. Um. I mean, I feel like I've said everything I can about Doctor Strange. I fucking love Wanda. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really wasn't feeling Doctor Strange um, in his first movie. I mean, I, I still really don't fuck with the first movie like that. It was cool, but I just... I really didn't feel for Doctor Strange as a character just because I really felt like he was just another Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't, like, connect with him like that until, like, you know, later in his movies... But, you know, this movie was still cool. Um, number three is The Black Phone. You know, we just kind of talked about it a little bit. But, yeah, I really fucking enjoyed this movie. Um, it was definitely a thrilling experience for me. And I shitted <laughs> myself a couple times. So, yeah, that's at number three. Number two is The Batman. Um, shockingly, I don't know why it's number two. Because I don't even like... It's not even that I don't like Batman. It's just I don't see why people like Batman. You it's don't just, like Batman. It's just, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like Batman is just one of those characters where I'm just like, okay, that's, it's Batman, bro. It's Batman. I feel like, and it's so crazy because I like Robin. But I don't like Batman. It's, that's so crazy. I don't know what planet she's from. <laughs> so don't ask me. I don't, I don't have any answers for Honestly, you. I just feel like... I didn't really like, um, uh, what's his name that plays in Justice League? Ben Affleck? Yeah. I didn't really like his, like, iteration of Batman, so that's made, like, like that's probably the reason why I don't really fuck with Batman like that, just because of his take on Batman, but, you know, I really wasn't really fucking with him like that anyway, so it just, all the reasons combined, it was just like, I really don't want to... I don't really give a fuck about this movie. But mm. when we went to go see it, it was just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was just mainly, like, it wasn't even, like, I feel like the reason I love this movie, it was just because, like, the, like, 
mystery like um like you know you read those mystery books back the in detective like detective yeah like those yeah. detective mystery like who done it mm-hmm. like books that you read in middle school like it was kind of like that and it was like oh you think you found a killer well nope it's about five <laughs> other leads that way oh. it's like it really just felt like that kind of movie it was just like kind of seeing who really did it so yeah i like the aspect of batman and you know number one top gun maverick um <laughs> You know, I didn't see the first one, but I really love this one. Um, I don't know. It was just a really fun experience for me. I really love the characters. I really, bro, I fucking love um, Miles Teller. He mm-hmm. was in Divergent. He's a fucking cunt in that movie, but I still love him for some reason. <laughs> um, and I just like seeing, like, all of the familiar faces that I saw in the movie. I was like, oh, wait, I know him. Oh, wait, yeah, I see him in this. <laughs> like, it was just fun to kind of pick out, like, oh, my gosh, like, I know these people. I feel so, like, <laughs> hip. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know. But yeah, I, I've never seen a single uh, Mission Impossible movie, so I don't know. I will fix Tom that. Cruise like that. I will fix that. I don't that. really, you know, fuck with, you know, any of his movies like that. But just seeing him, like, knowing that he's doing most of his stunts. Mm-hmm. So it's like seeing all of the shit that happens. I'm like, that's him. Oh, you that's him up there. Oh, you ain't seen <laughs> shit yet. <laughs> Tr- you ain't seen shit <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really enjoy Top Gun. So yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Now, just, just as, go ahead. Ugh. This way. Oh, you gonna go that way? Okay, bet. All right. So just like with the music, uh, same with film. I've seen quite a few more films than she has this year, and I grade the films as well. Um, But one thing I do want to say is that I'm very easy on films in particular. You know, I've had a couple of my friends try to suggest that I'm too harsh on films. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think I'm actually very easy to please. It's just that at the same time, when films do things wrong, I'm not scared to be like, that's some bullshit. So getting into my list, I've seen 22 films so far this year. There's been a couple of them I haven't been able to tackle yet, but I definitely still have them on my radar. But with that being said, at number 22, I got to put Morbius, man, with a D. I just... I don't know, man. And it's not even that I hated this movie that much. It's more just because this film is so lacking in personality, in character, in energy, in anything distinctive. And it's just, I really hate to see a lack of creativity in film. It really just irritates me because there are so many films that are filled to the brim with creativity that will get half the eyes on it just because they don't have the advertising budget behind them and i know it's just the way of the world but it just irritates me but yeah morbius is bad dude it's just bad uh number 21 i got moonfall with a d plus a lot of people didn't see this you didn't miss shit i mean the moon quote-unquote falls onto the earth and shit explodes like it's a fucking it's a disaster movie you know you're either on board for a disaster movie or you're not me personally i'm usually on board i would just like you know a better written plot than this 
And oh my god, the last 20 minutes of this movie is horrendous. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Number 20, I got Jurassic World Dominion with a D. I know a lot of people love this movie. I know. And I know a lot of people love Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Well, maybe not that one. But I know people love this and they just want to see dinosaurs and they want to see the old cast and it's fun for them. And that's that's great. I feel for you. I wish I felt like you. I hate this movie. I really hate this movie, man. And it sucks. I love Jurassic Park. Did not like the second Jurassic Park at all. Um, I like Jurassic Park 3 for some reason. Like, it's it's just stupid but fun for me. Kind of the same with Jurassic World. I acknowledge that it's fucking retarded. Well, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. I acknowledge that it's really stupid and has a really brain-dead script. It's still fun to see dinosaurs eating each other. I mean, it's fine. Ooh, Fallen Kingdom was awful. Like, that was just bad. And this was worse. I, I don't know, man. Like, this movie just didn't do it for me. But I'm happy if it did it for you. Uh, number 19, I got The Lost City with a C+. I pretty much feel just like Vanessa. Vanessa. I didn't think the film was bad. I just didn't think it was very good. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, it was fine. I had a few good chuckles. It's mostly white people humor. You know, it's, and that's just kind of it. That's what I said, it, the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> yes. Like, it's, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's not. If I walked into someone's house and they had it on, I wouldn't tell them to turn it off. But if they asked me, hey, you want to watch a movie? And I said, sure. And they said, you want to watch The Lost City? I'm definitely going to ask, uh, is that our only option? <laughs> Number 18, I got the 355. Would it be a lot of people didn't see this? A lot of people that did didn't like it. And I'm kind of missing why? I mean, I thought it was fun. You know, I thought the actors were great. I thought the uh, visuals were great. I thought the action was great. The plot is typical. You know, it's not the most creative story in the world, you know. and But, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Uh, number 17, Ambulance. Would it be? <laughs> this movie should not work. It, it shouldn't. It on, really shouldn't. On paper, I should hate this. But because <laughs> the story is ridiculous, the script is off. Oh, my God. The dialogue is horrid. <laughs> like, I, bro, like there are so many lines where I just cringe. I'm just like, Ugh. like that was just a bad line. Bad writing. Oh, my God. There's so many drone shots. Like, bro, we get it, Michael Bay. You have a fucking drone. Like, <laughs> God damn, every fucking other scene, we're fucking <laughs> zooming through the fucking buildings and fucking falling and going back up. I get it. You bought a fucking drone. But this movie's fun as hell. It's <laughs> For some so, reason. It's so stupid, but it's so fun. And there's a scene, I'm not gonna ex- I'm not gonna give it away. There's a scene with this ambulance involved in this chase with the police. There's a scene that involves a surgical procedure on the ambulance during this chase. It's one of the most heart-stopping, thrilling experiences I've had in a few years. Man, that shit was just so, like, tense. I'm I'm telling like when this scene reaches its climax I I literally jumped out of my seat. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh shit, like 
It's crazy. This movie's not good, but you should watch it. Uh, number 16, I got a Scream 5. Would it be? Listen, I like all the Scream movies. I just don't remember them. <laughs> like, I literally, I will see scenes from them and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Like, I don't remember these movies. This movie's fun. You know, it's a dude running around chopping niggas up. And it's fun. It doesn't make sense sometimes. How the fuck is there a hospital in the middle of the day with the power out and nobody's in the hallways? That makes no sense. But (laughs) it's fun. It's fine. Uh, Number 15, I got Lightyear with a B. Look, you guys heard me on the last podcast. I wasn't ultra thrilled with this film. But I know a lot of people are really enjoying it. And I can acknowledge the animation is good. The voice cast is good. A lot of those, you know, action sequences are pretty well handled. I just felt like for Pixar, I want a little bit more than mediocre for me personally. Uh, Number 14, I got Uncharted. Would it be? Yeah, I thought this movie was fun. You know, I'm a huge Uncharted fan. It's not a great Uncharted movie in terms of being related to the game. But just as an action movie with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, I don't know. I thought it was cool. So I thought it was fun. Number 13, I got Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Would it be? Same. This movie's fun. You know, it's just it's funny as hell. Uh, Knuckles is hilarious. <laughs> uh, fucking Jim Carrey must be protected at all times. Like this dude, the fact that he's still out here making us laugh today when he was the one making us laugh when we were kids. Man, the dude has to be protected at all times. By the way, Jim Carrey is also on that weekend album that y'all keep sleeping on. So quit fucking quit being fuck. Quit, quit sleeping on it. <laughs> I can't even get it out. Number 12, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with a B plus. I was so hyped for this movie. I love Nicolas Cage. The movie wasn't incredible, but I got a lot of good laughs. And, you know, I thought it was really fun. I did have a really good time. I love all the meta humor. I love the references to Nicholas, Nicholas's career. I love Pedro Pascal in it. I like Tiffany Haddish's character. It's a cool movie. With 11, I got the bad guys with a B plus. Again, fun. You know, you heard my thoughts earlier. I think this movie's really fun. Into my top 10. This is one that you guys slept on. And I don't blame you. It didn't get advertised very well. It's a movie called Duel. And I gave it an A minus. What did it say it's so bad? I know. And it's starring. It's starring Karen Gillan. Uh, she plays Nebula in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This movie is so awesome. It's so creative. Basic gist of the story is this is a universe where if you are about to die, you can have yourself cloned to help your loved ones and your family mourn you and to make a easier transition for them to live without you, quote unquote. However... In the off chance that it turns out that you're actually not going to die, then you and your clone have to fight in a death match. (laughs) And this movie is awesome! I love this movie, I love this movie, I love this movie, and y'all need to see it. It's not in theaters anymore, unfortunately, but it is on demand, so check that shit out. Number nine, I got Turning Red with an A. This movie's great. This movie's so great. It's just that perfect teen adolescent film but it's also got its really own creative flavor to it like pixar has never really made a film like this this movie's set in i think 2001 and um it has this really infectious 
anime style to it. Yeah. And like, dude, with the facial expressions and the animations, and it's a beautiful story. The music's great. The movie's hilarious. And yeah, it's a fun time. Number eight, I got the black phone with an A. You already heard me just gush about this movie. It's great. I'm not going to get into it. Number seven, I got Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore with an A. A lot of people don't like this movie. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I love it. I think it's awesome. Did not like the second Fantastic Beast very much at all, but I feel like this one, this is the first time in the Fantastic Beast franchise for me personally that I felt like I was back watching a Harry Potter movie. It always felt like I was still in the wizarding world, but this is the first time I got that feeling of wonder and like magic and just, I don't know, man, like delight. I think is the greatest word I could pick is delight. Like this film is delightful. So hopefully they continue in this direction. If we get more, if we don't get more, I'm fine with this. This movie's awesome. Number six, I got everything everywhere all at once with an A. I was always super hyped for this film. Ever since I saw the trailers, I was like, that looks weird as fuck, and I love it. <laughs> and I watched it. It's fucking weird, and it's great. It's actually a little bit more maddening than Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, very, some crazy sequences in this film that will never leave your brain. Like, they will never leave your brain, dude. Uh God, a scene involving trophies, a scene, hot dog fingers, fingers. somebody fucking, never mind, (laughs) a scene involving boulders, a scene involving a donut, like, (laughs) a dip, bro, this film is, but with all that craziness, they somehow still tell a very heartwarming, touching story about a mother and a daughter. Right. And, and this movie's incredible. It's fantastic. So you guys need to get on it because a lot of people have seen it, but a lot of people haven't. Y'all need to get on it. Cracking my number five. I mean, come on, man. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with an A. I was so hyped for this movie. Ridiculous ridiculously hyped i've always been a doctor strange stan i've always been a scarlet witch stan this movie is great there are things about it i'm not in love with i do feel like it feels a little rushed at points there are times that it feels a little bit more like a scarlet witch movie than a doctor strange movie but for the most part i love it so shit i can't wait to watch it over and over number four i got the northman with an a plus I adore creative filmmaking. I, cr- I adore someone coming in with a vision and wanting to tell a story in a unique way. You know, they, they hooked me with the Viking aspect because I had just watched Vinland Saga and they kept me by giving me compelling visuals, crazy good characters, amazing actors that are so committed to these roles. Like you just get sucked into this world and you want to see people succeed even if they're kind of assholes. And man, the story is awesome. Number three, I got Top Gun Maverick, A+. I mean, you've heard us. We love this movie. It's incredible. You need to see it. Number two, I got Elvis, A+. Again, you've heard me gush and gush and gush and gush and gush and gush about Elvis. I love Elvis so much. Can't wait to see it again. Can't wait to get Vanessa to see it as well. 
My number one. I mean, you've probably been wondering where the fuck it's at. It's right here. The Batman, bro. <laughs> I, you couldn't find another person more excited than me about this fucking movie. Literally. I was so hyped. Every time we went to go see a new movie and the Batman trailer came out. Every time. <laughs> Yes, I was so gassed every time I heard that music. I could eat this movie if it was physically able to be eaten. I would eat this movie. I love this movie. Robert Pattinson is incredible as the Batman. He's incredible. He's still an emo boy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he At is, least you're not denying it no more. I'm not. But he's incredible. Jeffrey Wright is incredible as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Um, ah, shit. What's the dude that plays Alfred? What's his name? Oh, the Andy Circus. Andy Circus is incredible as Alfred. Um, Paul Dano is a Riddler. This nigga is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is fantastic. The visuals in this movie is so dark. It's so grimy, but it has so much style. It really feels like a noir it's film. Not Russian. Why'd you make? Why'd you I don't. I don't know. I don't know what his. Oh, he's Australian. Oh, okay. I don't know because I already had the name in my head by the time you said Russian. <laughs> But nah, man, the visuals in this film are so striking. If I could watch this in the theater again, my TV can't do it justice. Like, I have to see this in the theater again. Bro, the action sequences, because there's not a lot of them. So when they hit, they fucking hit. That Batmobile sequence? Holy fucking shit. Is he Russian? No, he's not Russian. He's English. New Zealand? Who's English? Oh, okay. That actually does make sense. I See, uh, English and Australian accents always get me. Yeah, they get me too. He sounds Australian in his movies. But nah, man, like, that fucking Batmobile sequence, man, the music in that sequence? Bro, I, bro, I could talk about this movie all day. I, could, I really could talk about this film all day. I love the creative filmmaking. I love the approach to the film. I, God damn it. I can't get enough of this movie. I've seen it like five times. Like, I thought it was six. Oh, maybe six. I've lost count. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've seen it three times together, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it three times by yourself. One minor, minor complaint. It is a little too long. Just a tad. If I could cut out maybe five minutes, it'd be fucking it'd be fucking perfect. But even with those five minutes, it's not a fucking big deal. I fucking love this movie. I think it's fantastic. It's my favorite DCEU film so far. If you want to count it as one, I personally do. Uh, well, scratch that. I don't think I like it more than Joker. So it's my second favorite DCEU film, but even still, it's my favorite, uh, damn, I can't even say that because Dark Knight is still my favorite Batman movie. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) I I love this movie. I think it's awesome. That's my number one favorite movie of the year. 
Huh, that's our show. That's it, folks. That's our show. I feel like this was a better episode. I feel like it's long as shit, though. It's long as shit. I'm going to cut it. <laughs> so anyway, guys, that's our show. So uh, if you like the show or even if you didn't like the show, fuck it. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or give us a uh, comment, like, and subscribe on YouTube. Wherever you're listening to it, make sure you follow us. Follow us on the socials. I got our Instagram and our Twitter links and all that good stuff wherever you need to find it. So I'm Andrew. This is Nessa. This is Keeper 3000 Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. You're... You're...